Welcome to Dialogue Choices. We're back again. You can't stop us. Very little things can. <laughs> Though many have tried. <laughs> we return well, every week. <laughs> we have, we've been on a roll, haven't we? I think we've missed only one weekend. Uh, yeah, really? I think we missed a week at some point. Because Keith had to go I, Yeah, it was just completely somewhere. gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but we also had a two podcast week because we talked for about we just talked for way too long. And I'm like, <laughs> I can't release an over four hour long episode, can I? I probably should like make two uploaded twice this week. Just all you something. really wanted was all you wanted was to make two thumbnails. You were torn between the pig and the yeah, I just vendetta. Need more, I just need more views. That's, that's, all that's, the that's what I'm farming. Because when you got fifteen thousand videos, every video counts. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> still gotta get yeah. You still got to maximize your daily input. Otherwise, you might not have seven videos that day. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> you you were uh, you were releasing seven videos a day at one point, weren't you? At points. I'm kind of there again, but for silly reasons. Because of the highlights. Yeah, I kind of dug a hole of... One, we do Jackbox, then I want to upl upload each game as an individual episode instead of trying to make them into like hour-long episodes because the pacing for Jackbox just seems, feels like energetic and very clickable and you just like it's nice when it's just like a short little 12-minute video uh, and you can just like meter them out. And clearly they, they do really well, so that format seems to be correct. So I, I break everything else I do in multiplayer, I pretty much upload like an hour at a time during my quote-unquote weekend of Sunday and Wednesday. But that stuff like the clickability seems to be kind of important to it. It's not like part 20 of a co-op RPG or something. It's like, it's like these, these nice little things that everyone kind of likes. And so part 20, more like having, part 230. Yeah. <laughs> like takes a while. You, you gotta, you have a very special friendship to make them stick around that long <laughs> in any game. Like that's, <laughs> that's a process. I, uh, yeah, I I think some people just you know start watching at episode 130 and then drop off forty episodes later or something and never come back. I'm always like, afraid to do a really long playthrough <laughs> that's not single player, where the people have to be there from episode to episode, because the, the, the chances of it finishing are very tenuous. <laughs> There's so many ways it can go wrong. People like yeah, even beyond like just like people having you have to maintain everybody's interest in that game the entire time and not get stuck with like somebody that's just like showing up like almost out of spite and they hate it now but they just don't want to like be the person that stops showing up or whatever but also like people like just go places in life like life takes yeah. people in different directions and most of the people surrounding us aren't like professional let's players and in, in fact i don't think like andrew isn't and i, I don't I'm actually i'm not totally sure where your status is like where that balance i mean you have your you have a separate job still yes yeah, yeah. so it's like the, i try to be as professional as possible basically yeah but. i know i just mean like where it's your sole income source is like doing the youtube stuff it's like almost nobody in our entire circle actually in fact i, would, I think i could just say nobody nobody in our entire circle that isn't me <laughs> uh <laughs> is has this as their primary income source so they're at the whims of wherever life takes them along the way and so on and like what their job demands and and they oh, now they gotta move or now they work weekends or who knows what happens so like yeah. the if you start like a 150 episode playthrough with other people online the, and especially if it's like four people then it's like there's such a <laughs> high risk that like someone's just going to vanish eventually and you're and then it goes like like the way of D D, for example where it's just like well we had like six people and uh 
that was the first mistake. <laughs> like it's really <laughs> it's really hard to keep that thing going forever without anybody vanishing or going so, or just you know falling out or who knows what. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but hey, on that note though, we did just finish. Uh, uh, Andrew and I finished. In fact, I was editing it before this, trying to get it done. I keep procrastinating to the last minute, but we finished Wasteland Three. Uh, very disappointing. <laughs> all around oh disappointing ending then yeah or or no the game's disappointing the whole time (laughs) yeah i saw andrew's tweet about just how buggy it was (laughs) and there's the bugs but there's also just like it's not it doesn't really do a great job at being an rpg in that its choices are pretty sparse and not very impactful it's like even when you do something that seems kind of significant uh Every single part of the game is completely modular and has almost no impact on any other part of the game for the most part. So it doesn't really feel mm-hmm. like you're having a coherent overall place. And on some level, I'm just like, okay, that's, you know, like one of my favorite RPGs is Mass Effect. And that game is pretty modular in that it's a bunch of separate planets that you make choices on. But at least that has the thing where like you land on the planet and you're like, whoa, that's crazy. Like there's like an intro of some kind in each plant that kind of establishes like what's going on on this planet that's kind of weird what's like you're like the you land on uh pharos and like everybody's being attacked by some sort of outside force and everyone and people are acting weird and it's like people have like fallout style post-apocalypse feeling like survival problems that you need to help them with with their machines and things but also like something really fucky is happening in the background and every mm-hmm. and so like that setting informs the decisions and personalities and motivations of all those characters so each of those characters feels like a larger part of a larger like a smaller part of a larger narrative that all fits together and all builds off of each other so there's momentum there and Novari is also great about that like you you land and you're like it's me commander shooty shoot i want to go on my shooty mission where i go shoot my way to the place and they're like you can't go on your shooty mission because you're stuck with us the corpse and you're like no (laughs) all these rich companies own this port and i can't leave so you gotta like deal with their bureaucracy for like two hours and it's actually the best part of the entire game but uh (laughs) like it's 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 fantastic i liked pharaohs better i feel i like i like nefarious so much nefarious is interesting but i think on the second playthrough like I kn- I knew already what it was gonna. I think it works yeah. better on a first playthrough. So on a second playthrough, you need to hang on to that sort of. It is. It is also nice that there's just different outcomes too, though. It's not like oh, yeah, you, yeah. you don't just do the thing. Like there's several ways to solve your problem of getting to the real planet, so you can get to the reason that Shepard landed there. But like yeah, like each, I think, but each thing builds off of some sort of coherent spine yeah. of a narrative and everything. And like that's how it should work. And I feel and like I, this, this is shaky because I played it a long time ago now. Let's see, sort by most popular Wasteland 2 five years ago. I played it five years ago, so I don't remember it that well. But I feel like each location in Wasteland 2 had a really clear, like, here's the local problem, and here's these two gangs that are probably mad at each other, and here's the motivations of each, and what the, and like the theming and personality of each one. And you're gonna meet, you're gonna meet like five NPCs in each group, and maybe do a quest or two for each of them, and then you got to make a big climactic choice of like who's gonna ultimately have the power here, and something like that is gonna happen. In this one, it's like you go to the Warrens, and they're like, I mean, not the Warrens. You go to the Bazaar, which is above the Warrens, and Fat mm-hmm. Vlad is like, yo, uh, someone, uh, someone's throwing exploding pigs at us. 
<laughs> yeah. And then every other quest in the Warrens that you can do, I mean, in the, uh, not the Warrens, in the Bazaar, has nothing, has to, nothing do to do with that. Yeah. yeah. And almost yeah. none of them even teach you anything about, like, the beast people, which seemed neat. Like, there's, like, they're, like, horror-themed monster mask people. It's like, what's your deal? Why are you guys like this? And how does this inform your daily life? And it's like, nah, this guy runs an arcade. This guy wants noodles. It's like what none of these things are connected. It's just random quests, and you so you actually, every, every yeah. piece of content in the game is like, here's a 15 minute quest where you talk for like two minutes, then you fight for like the other 15 minutes because it's mo- the game is mostly combat, and yeah, then yeah. you just turn it in like an MMO quest, and it, like half the time there's not even the only choice is whether you do the quest at all. Which yeah, a lot of slave owner. There's a lot of slave drivers that kept coming to us and giving us a quest, and then we shot them in the face after the dialogue was they, over. <laughs> they would not stop showing up, and they had this like really cocky attitude, yeah. unjustifiably. Like they would show up and like, "What are you gonna do about our Rangers? You need us." It's like, no, no, we don't, and we just blew their <laughs> yeah. brains out. And they were like, "Wait, wait, wait a second, <laughs> like." <laughs> I think I got my first instance of somebody like that in my episode 51, I think. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, I, the thing, the, my problem with, I, I think it's very well spotted, I feel, that, that you're saying that, like, there's no cohesive it's like, theme It's like playing Mass Effect Andromeda. Like, it's just a bunch, it's like, the game's I've, really long. I've played it's other like, RPGs. It's like, why is it long? It's like, because I've played other RPGs everyone that have got the same problem. piecemeal quests. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've played other RPGs that have the same problem. It's just I think I don't know why it happened to Wasteland Three, to be honest. But I, honestly, I didn't spot it as as easily as I would as I think I would. Because you're saying it, and I'm like, huh, that makes sense actually. But, well, I, I just I tried to think about like why am I so uninvested in this game, and then I thought and I worked it backwards. I'm like, okay, well, usually I care about like characters, and characters are informed by like their setting and motivations and like what's going on in the world around them and then how they react to it and i'm like wow it's really hard to talk about any character's personality in this game or how they're affected by their environment and what that means like yeah. it's almost impossible for most of the characters they they all exist in a vacuum your party members like are practically mute like they'll complain once every like three hours about something but like yeah you don't have your like Bioware, like almost like masturbatory, like here's your ten hours of dialogue with Garrus or whatever. But like, like it's it's like these really one note characters. They're like here's their starting allegiance. There eventually you'll find out that there's like a quest that they're kind of tied to, and that might kind of inform something with them. But then like maybe not. And then and then you hmm. uh, and then later in the game you establish a handful of new party members that are that are even more one note because they're just returning characters from previous games that just kind of show up and like it's me the cameo. And then you can use them as party members from that point forward. But they don't really have anything to do. But it's mostly just so you can have more options for characters, I suppose. But it's it's just things are rough. And yeah, the game is glitchy in 500 different ways. Like, uh, <laughs> like there's, like, I saw we, some, we, some of, yeah. Like we, like we just, for example, like we didn't take Lucia. Like we, there was a big climactic moment in that's tied to Lucia's story and like her motivations and whatnot. And like, she refers to the events of that as like a thing that changed her mind about something. And like, it's a big deal for her character in like, and how her ending turns out. And and she, she wasn't, wasn't there. there. <laughs> she wasn't there. Yeah. We didn't bring her because like we we let we removed her from the party, so she never spoke to that character. But she refers to a conversation with that character anyway, and I'm like, that didn't happen. 
What? <laughs> uh, I'm being. I'm obviously being trying to be a vague and, because I know yeah, you haven't yeah, yeah. finished the game, so I'm like using really abstract phrasing here to mm -hmm. not say specific things. But, it's, but yeah, it's weird. It's like we were definitely at the like we specifically were like, okay, we're gonna keep you here. We're gonna go do our own thing. We come back. We're like, oh boy. Well, this person wasn't here for that conversation, so they probably are gonna, you know, they're, you know, we probably should have brought them along. And then they're like, "Yeah, I already did the, th I, I, I talked with the thing." And I was like, "It's like, no, you didn't. What? No, you you didn't. weren't there. How the? Who told you? We just got back." <laughs> like, yeah, and then obviously there are like also, the game breaking bugs. Like, we finished the entire also, starting town, and then it just reset all of our progress, but not all of our progress. It just deleted all of our every every NPC reset as if we never met them before. But we kept our progress, and in some cases, we could do quests two or three times. Wow! It also, sorry, it also didn't account for the fact that we made a pretty crucial choice regarding the person that they were referencing this conversation they had. Yeah, and I don't think we made a choice they would have liked. And they acted so like I'm we, and I'm, they acted like they were best buds with us now, basically yeah. when they should have been betrayed. <laughs> like it was really bad. Yeah. It was really oh, yeah, like, bad. Like a, like Austin Peace. I think is the guy that's being about to be killed on the stockades at the beginning of the first town. I remember him. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I've rescued him three times now. <laughs> like I just clicked. <laughs> my my, like oh, he's here again. I just clicked through the dialogue and rescue him again. Like I half expected to find three yeah. copies of him in town that'll help us when if whenever the the HQ is at risk or something. <laughs> yeah, he shows up later. I think in the HQ. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, well, he does because everyone the HQ, everyone but... that you recruit shows up at the HQ and then. Uh, yeah, like they, they can take part in any battles that happen there, which can both be major story moments or just like, hey, these slavers tried to hire us and we shot them in the face, but we're at Ranger HQ, so now everyone's going to shoot them. There's <laughs> some great moments. Yeah. Which was... I I think the for me, the biggest gripe I have right now with the game is that I think it's trying to go for like a very gritty, very sort of dark world. Uh, but at the same time, like it's 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 sort of ambivalent in that on that um so it's it's very goofy in some aspects and very cartoonish. Sacramento, uh, California. Yeah, Sacramento, California. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Um, Andrew's got to sit on board, everybody. But at the same <laughs> where time, where we are now. But at the same time, it's like the morality of the of the setting. Is not informed by their brutality, so it's just it's written by people of our modern world with the morality of our modern world for people of our modern world, um, and and it's just like thing. I think specifically in regards to violence, I think it's uh, uh, early on in the game, so it's not that much of a. I don't remember exactly the situation, but I think I think Lucia mentions it, um, and I went on a big diatribe about it. Uh, so basically, it's the it's it's about. How, like, think about how the Desert Rangers, so for those who haven't played Wasteland 3, the Desert Rangers are who you play as, and they're basically, like, the cops of the Wasteland. Uh, they've always been uh, like that for 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 the whole franchise, uh, and they are the same now. But the thing is, in this in this game, there's the Marshals, I think it was? What's the, the Patriarchs people? What are they called? I think it's the Patriarchs and Marshals. Marshals, yeah. Yeah. So the Marshals also have their own... Um, their own uh law enforcement situation going on and the violence that they apply 
and the punishment that they apply is seen in a different manner, a completely different manner to the the, the punishment and, and violence that the rangers apply. The ranger murdering people and destroying them with bazookas and just absolutely kill everybody. No questions ever raised about that. Uh, maybe, you know, when it's about choosing questions. Unless you kill the 100 families teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Then, ever, then everyone notices yeah. that for like 30 <laughs> seconds and never mentions it again. Because you wouldn't want to have long-lasting... We massacred the children of the most uh, the most fucking influential people in the capital of the game, and it never came up again. Well, what are they gonna say? <laughs> uh, but what I mean, what I mean is like it's not written into the storyline that like the, uh, what I mean is the morality of a of a setting like that with with such violence because it's a very very violent setting. People die left and right, and and they they are enslaved. And yeah, it's, it's one of those settings that's so comically violent that I'm genuinely like, how does the population still exist? <laughs> how, is yeah, the, but at how, the same how are these deaths not faster than the births? <laughs> but at the same time, sometimes the game tries to play on your heartstrings or play on your sense of morality and justice and be like, you know, would would you do this? Is it fair for you to do this? And I'm like, well, I did much worse just then. Did you see what I did to those guys? They, I just, they're, they're all dead. Yeah. Or, you know. Because that's the problem with, it's, with uh, yeah, those, those hyper violent games where you you very abruptly have a moment where it's like, yeah, but this kill is a moral choice. And it's like, but yeah. why? I guess maybe because it's in a conversation. So they're technically not in the middle of shooting me. Because the other ones were just though the, th the problem is most people that you kill, they're, you can't even consider them to be filler combat because they usually they talk the to you before game. you kill them. <laughs> That, yeah, as well. But no, the thing is, they talk to you. They say things before they die. You know yeah. what I mean? If it's payasos or if it's the the other ones that that were responsible for the God, pigs, there's they... so many there's so many factions in this game that I'm so disappointed with, and payasos is one of them. Where it's like every time you encounter the payasos, they just immediately attack you. Like at most, they say something first and then attack you. Yeah. But there is no like, let's walk to the payaso camp and figure out what their fucking deal is. It's like no, that's not how I almost that's how almost no yeah. factions work. And that's like that's the the ending, not the ending ending, but like one of the the uh, the final like child, the the final like uh, like child of the patriarch uh, location mm -hmm. is like yeah. the worst version of that because it's like because specifically like because you've probably met Liberty before, right? Because she she already interrupted you midway through doing other things. Uh, I don't recall. Only on the radio, maybe. Like no, her, she like she comes up to you face to face. Oh no, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen her yet. Like her whole shtick is what? the fact that she's unified. <laughs> yeah. is that she's unified the a number of different tribes. And mm -hmm. like I get the like, impression, yeah. And I, uh, and then they don't talk to you. The tribes don't. Uh, <laughs> I know this is like technically giving stuff away about the future, but it's like it's not plot spoilers. It's just it's not yeah because it's just no plot. <laughs> the it's just the fact that I didn't bother doing anything. It's that there's three separate. You get to her location and it's like a hub of three different loading screen barriers that take you to the three encampments of these three factions, and you just shoot your way through the entire faction. And at the very back of that little dungeon, each time is like an item or an NPC that is supposed apparent blackmail or whatever that like causes that can be used against the other faction that you, you you find out through dialogue like oh this faction that fiction have it out because of this thing or something at the intro 
and you find mm-hmm. out all these things via the same NPC. Like you just talk to one person, they teach you the secret of how to defeat every faction. But then defeating them, each faction is mechanically identical because you just fight every single member of that faction that's on the map with the apparent, not very well communicated suggestion that there's more of them somewhere else, I guess, that you can't that you aren't fighting through because it really feels like you just killed everybody. And so you get the one item that magically perfectly will like defeat that faction, apparently, and like cause them to fight somebody else or something. And then when you then when you go back through the loading screen into the main hub again, you see like a cut, a tiny cutscene of like three people fighting three people for a second and you're like wow we did it we beat them it's like what you don't there there, there's no there's no clever ploys you can't like learn a bunch of special things about them and then like use that information against the other one and like there's no there's no dialogue victory like there's no there's basically not dialogue at all like it's like they set up they set up the one of the most interesting sounding locations in the entire game and then just don't <laughs> yeah, it just feels you just really. fight them all, but then there's the like way, 30 the seconds you, yeah. of, of pretending you played them against each other, and I'm like, what? What did you? What is this? This game is a disaster. <laughs> it's well, such a I disaster. Look, I look forward to to seeing that. Oh boy, they just continually. I, I and like the whole reason I brought Andrew along was because I thought it was going to be an interesting multiplayer game. Like I was like, oh yeah, like like I like I played Divinity: Original Sin one and one and two, and I played them in multiplayer. And specifically, mm-hmm. my biggest regret during those playthroughs was that because there was other Let's Players involved and so on, I was trying to make a situation where everybody has the best viewing experience. So I tried to make it so that we all would talk to every NPC together and do every quest together. And essentially, we would get like to get we'd get to like debate and argue maybe about like what choices to make and so on but like we would make them as a group because like if conversations happen off camera that other people don't see then like the viewers of that particular let's player just don't like just don't get to see that part of the game don't get to see that yeah and so everyone could be getting this awkward piecemeal thing of the game which like if it's designed that way can be interesting like when we did uh man of madan like that was supposed to be two separate uh, points of view that that uh, communicate different information, and for the full experience, you watch it, you watch both sides as separate videos or at the same time yeah. or whatever. But like in a game like Divinity, it's like I don't know any of the random four people could talk to any NPC at any moment, and like how do you do comms because it's four separate people, and like if you're reading dialogue out loud to your audience of a quest you're doing. That's horrible comms if it's if you have it on Discord because you're like everyone else is stuck hearing half of your conversation with no context. So like you'd have to be muting yeah. yourself all the time. But then like how do you handle muting? Because then it's like if people just mute themselves when they're talking to their audience but unmute themselves whenever they feel like, then anyone could randomly be butting in to talk over the, the dialogue you're currently recording on your end of things. So like it's it's definitely difficult. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so I definitely skipped all that by just doing the easy but very awkward method of ever everyone group up together and do this dialogue together each time. So everyone gets the full experience and everyone's audience gets a good viewing experience and so on. Uh, but then it's so like wasteland three. I'm like, okay, I want to try to be ambitious this time. Cause this game promises this idea that you can split up and you can do make choices separately from each other in, in the wasteland. And that like, you uh like w- like one of you can make a deal with this faction and the other t- the other side could like contradict and renege on that deal without knowing that they're doing it and oh my god and like little did you know you were gonna make the same quest three times and yeah like the didn't. game suggests <laughs> on multiple levels a game that they never made and like 
Yeah. I, and I, I, I had this big giant like ranting post that I typed up at one point that never really posted because like, I, I got slightly different information and got kind of unsure about it. But uh, specifically, like I noticed a, a wording change between the like original reveal of the game like two or three years ago and then the uh, the press release stuff that they were putting out like right before it was coming out. Because like it, the originally it was incredibly ambitious and uh, it definitely sounded like not only could you completely separate from your partner and behave like a separate uh, roaming faction, but also like you could even play the game asynchronously. Like you could play the game at different times and log into the same same file and like affect mm-hmm. the world while the other one's gone. And so like in my head, I had this really cool idea of Wasteland Three, where like uh, in Wasteland Two, one of the most memorable points is that you. Uh, the first thing that happens when you leave the starting area is you can either go to ag center or high pool. And mm-hmm. if you go to one or the other time, time proceeds forward. And so the, the, you then fail to uh, do the quest that was happening in the other location, but you have to go there anyway as a mandatory quest. So when you arrive, like the aftermath of you having not been there for the story of that region has already happened. And I'm like, Oh crap. Wasteland three could be like, like fucking Andrew goes to like Hoover Dam or whatever and fucks up the clown boys and like what kind of what kind of weird massacre did he do or what kind of choices did he make and I would like be walking through the wreckage of of his <laughs> of his uh past behaviors and like that could have been such a cool fucking game but yeah they could, they, they just they, didn't uh, do, they didn't do that at all no you can only have one one vehicle in the world yeah you can only have one it's, vehicle but even worse you can only be on you can't even be on separate uh locations ever like in Divinity Original Sin, you could be in this, you could be anywhere within the same act at the same time, which yeah, was yeah. In, in the in that game's case, like Act One is like the first half of the game practically. It, you could just yeah, free roam completely it's separately, four people playing separately. Hours, yeah, it's so fucking cool. The, 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 to add insult to injury, because I I I saw your first and uh, second episode. I think um, I, I definitely saw your first episode uh, where yeah. you talked specifically about this and came to the realization that the game is not what you thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um and in fact like I I I started hearing your uh, you talk about the game in the the beginning of the first episode and I was like, "Huh, I really didn't think the game was going to be like that." Uh cuz I didn't actually follow the uh the development as closely as you did even though you I, I didn't even follow it closely. I just saw the announcement originally yeah, the like an- 3 years ago and I'm like, "Oh, that sounds cool." Like it's been cooking yeah. in the back of my brain for years like how am I going to handle that playthrough? Am I just going to be lazy and play it alone? Or am I going to like be ambitious and do like the hard thing of making an interesting, like parallel multiplayer storyline playthrough and then editing it all together. And, uh, and then what they did is they, in Wasteland three, you still have that option of the, of going to one place or the other. Uh, I, I believe oh, the, that's trash. A yeah, that's so bad because it's, it's so, so bad. bad. They can't in even the first the game, game. This game is so bad. It can't even effectively <laughs> recreate what it did well last what time. What it did in the waste. Yeah. And the, Wasteland so 2 the, was so flawed, but this one can't even recreate those highs. In the waste in Wasteland 2, you go to Ag Center and you have this huge quest line of like five hours easily. Then just like this big quest line and it's like a whole location. And then you go to the other location and yeah, sure enough, a lot of people are dead. But there's still a lot of quests. Yep, there's I went still to a lot of people pool, to fight. So Ag Center was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> there's still the thing is like you you don't lose out on a lot of content on the. Uh, the, like you just get a different style of content it's a, it's a lot more desolate because yeah you know, people, it's this really yeah. cool idea that like hey if i went to pharos before novaria what if novaria was different because i went to pharos first yeah. in mass effect like that's, cool. a, that's such a cool idea they disappointingly this, only do the, it for in, one part of wasteland 2 
But in this game, they do it even less. But they still reference it. You go there, and it's just like you go to the place you want to go. It's a tiny place, all things considered. One, but then you go to the other, the, it's and the exactly nobody's the there. It's the size of a normal random encounter. I didn't get any random encounters yet. You've never had I've a single random encounter. The, no, I went to the bazaar and then back. How are and you? Now 50 I'm dealing... episodes. How do you? I'm confused by I, how long your playthrough. I getting. milk my RPGs. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, <laughs> just every time, you, whenever you're driving around in the game, you you can get interrupted by dialogue that's like, "Ah, oh, it's a roaming pack of blah blah blahs." And then mm -hmm. you can uh, you can use your survival skill to skip the the random encounter if it's high uh, if it's high oh, enough. Oh, that's cool. Or you yeah, do I other that yet. chancy things, uh, uh, or you have to what? fight them. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I'm, how. I'm I just aren't you like fifty episodes? <laughs> I do I feel am, like they got. I do feel like they were weirdly backloaded. Like they didn't show up very much at the beginning, and then got weirdly more oh. common. And that's yeah, strange only, for random encounters. I've only just arrived back home from the um, from the bazaar, so I went to the bazaar. And then came back to the HQ, and now I'm dealing with uh, uh, like a prisoner situation yeah. in, that you might know, and that's well, that's where I'm at dealing well, it's, with frogs. It's, ba it's basically how like when you go to those two locations in this quest that, that were like once upon a time, Agpool and High and uh, Agpool, Ag Center and High Pool were these two like entirely full size locations that also had an alternate version that ha happened if you went there second. This time. You nope. go to either time, no. go, you either go get a power armor, you you save this power armor shipment, or you go to this like uh, this farmhouse that's being attacked. And if you if you if you when you go to one, the other one fails and has been attacked, and you didn't save them. Uh, and, and that's the and dead. that's the entire thing. Like Ag Center and High Pool were entire quest zones. This is one fight with one conversation. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's like a few screens in size, and it's an isolated location that's not connected to anything else. And like that's. Also, the, how that's how every uh, random encounter works for the rest of the game, <laughs> and 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 in many cases you get the same random encounter map over and over again, which is pretty mm -hmm. rough. And it's like just fight some random dudes for reasons. But yeah, like the the fact that they still referenced that, where like the the moment you leave the starting town, it hits you with a binary choice of which place do you save, and it's like way worse than the one in Wasteland Two is a real rough start to the game. <laughs> You're like oh <laughs> no it's not even as good as the last one i i had for me it was like i had no like in the, i think somebody playing wasteland 2 there's a lot of reasons to get attached to that choice and be like i really need to think about this cuz you lose companion characters you lose weapons there's there or yeah and you gain them obviously cuz there's like real tangible choices in this game they front load the choice what you get basically is you get a, a power armor if you go to one place. And uh, for me, as a Let's Player, I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to get the power armor, am I? And No, I you don't even, even get the power armor. It. You just give the Patriarch's people power armor. Ooh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't I great. because we, we just were like, I, I don't know. There's just two people that need help. And it wasn't even immediately clear to me. Necess I, I think I... Well, it's hard to remember. But it, I, don't, I don't know if it would even registered as being obvious that this was the ag center versus high pool choice versus just being two random quests I was sort of have at the same it. time because like every other quest it. doesn't have a time factor on it so it's like it's there's yeah. no reason to <laughs> think like that these two are mutually exclusive well. yeah uh but like it's like i don't know there's two groups of people who are under attack and need help like we could just they're both they both need help it's kind of arbitrary to like prioritize one set of lives over the other when they're just people who are both being attacked by like the Dorseys or whatever. Although uh, the farmhouse is being attacked by the Dorseys, which are just like spiteful dickheads that are mad that we they didn't successfully kill all of us at the beginning, I guess. 
The uh, power armor people are being attacked by the fucking like nightmare technologic cyborg people. <laughs> oh, scavs. Yeah, which uh, the scars. Yeah, which you never see scars, again. Yeah. If you if you don't do that encounter, you you don't even meet that faction for so long. But like they're way more horrifying. <laughs> so I feel like you say I feel like we saved the power armor people from a worse fate. <clears throat> but the consequence hmm. is that yeah, the patriarchs people have fire uh, power armor, which is. A choice that you can certainly make when you're going to spend the rest of the game defying the patriarch's uh, wishes and like we did. Uh, a, a choice that ultimately was it didn't a really waste matter. of their we time were so, we were so didn't overpowered. <laughs> we didn't even really min-max that well. We did a bad Dude. job at skill management okay. and like Andrew was like lagging behind on certain like uh, upgrade skills so we couldn't use the cool stuff we were getting. And we like accidentally overinvested a bunch of points into skills we would then refu- like r- drop and stop upgrading and then, yeah. and then midway through, we had to dump two characters and switch to two other characters that had a bunch of overlapping skills. And still, we're just, like, one-shotting everything. But only one half our characters. The other ones are trash. Because, like, the balancing of the game is bizarre. <laughs> I'm having a little bit of trouble, actually. I'm, like, the, the difficulty is I've got two words for you, Colonel. Animal handling. And. <laughs> I Dude, have zero animal handling. Give you everyone animal all, handling yeah. and you have Holy 12 shit. party members. Oh, yeah, because they get, like, the yeah. and, and every animal has, like, 3,000 health. Even the they're rabbits. They're so powerful, that's true. They're yeah, so strong. Every animal is way more it makes powerful no than sense. any of your people. Do you, you have Major Tomcat? You can literally, like... We did! It, we yeah. had him oh, through the whole game. Do you have uh, Polly? Did you get Polly? Oh, yeah. He died well, too. he died, like, midway. Yeah, Polly Because he's Polly so died. powerful early game, he feels Polly broken. Polly died pretty quickly. Uh, you Major know what? Tomcat died no. really late in the game. But, but yeah, All by, the, by the end, we just said Get fuck it, and we, we gave six of us, yeah, we gave six of us animal handling, so we just had six different animals. You can't have the same animal twice. Uh, but we, <laughs> that, that meant that we had a 12-person party, so, like, we would go in and we try to attack, and, like, the high difficulty and the fact that armor basically doesn't do anything meant that, like, even our biggest tanks were getting a one-shot by snipers and all this nonsense is happening. But then we just, like, wait as, like, an army of animals comes rushing in, which Andrew, like, encouraged with his leadership skill to have, like, more AP. Yeah. And, and so, like, <laughs> they would go in and they would seriously attack, like, five times per animal they and just mow so down entire boss fights. And it's like, it's this so, game isn't balanced so at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. In... Like, meanwhile, big guns is trash. It's the worst weapon type in the game. Like, I gave Scotchmo maximum big guns, and he doesn't. He just he do, he never hits, and also when he hits, he does trash damage. And it's like, no, just get yeah, a dog. It doesn't just have a, a lot dog. of penetration. The dog will do more. <laughs> just get a dog. <laughs> what do you want a machine gun for? And if they die, you just get more. It's not that hard. Like, it's kind of sad, but also it's very easy to get more animals. Where did you get the dogs, though? Uh, there's a there's Around. dogs at H, at Ranger HQ. Oh, there, oh, there the is way, a fox, a dog, a chicken, and a yeah. Ranger and HQ has the cats roaming HQ the entire alone. building. And then if you go out the front door to the to the left, past the chicken coop, there's just a bunch of dogs hanging out. I remember those dogs. And there's a yeah, fox um, that keeps running away that I think you might be able to catch if you have like stealth or something. I only ever found one fox that I could catch. It was like in the middle of nowhere. There was like this place. But every other like fox a, there's, a, there's a there's a buck. I mean, I mean, there's a, there's a doe and a stag. There's a pig. There's a rabbit. There's a fox. A, I can ask you then. There's just what so are many the cyborg chickens. I don't know. Okay. Why are there? <laughs> what? What did you ask? We got Sorry? a bunch of we Why got there? a bunch of cyborg chickens and we put them in the coop. Oh, and... they're just friendly. 
that you just yeah if you go yeah. if you have animal handling go get the cyborg chicken and bring it back to your base and the, the thought, more that you build or bring I back thought, the better they build their coop back i thought yeah, it was like just some easter eggs and just be I, well you know, i think like, so, i think something happens if you get all of them but i don't think we did because no, you keep taking them back no. to the coop and they seem to it, it feels like they're neural networking and getting smarter the more you put together there but we mm-hmm. only got like three or four i think uh there's probably more of them hiding somewhere but uh, yeah, yeah that, that probably pays off in some way. But we never got to see it. I mean, you can just look it up online. That's probably yeah. what I'm gonna end up doing. <laughs> but yeah. But, oh god, I, animal handling just burned through it. But ne- the only thing better than animal handling is uh, shotguns and sniper rifles. They just I don't. Yeah, I, shotguns are just sniper broken. rifles are very powerful. Yeah, SMGs are also really powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yes. Just like my, they don't, my, just, sni- just my don't sniper, have very much range. My sniper ice would just delete somebody every turn for, she would like, do like just fucking for free, 1500 basically. damage she seemed to always she, yeah she seemed to always crit so she would do like sometimes a thousand to three thousand damage <laughs> oh my which god which is way too much uh that is, yeah and then i kept upgrading her ap so eventually she would start getting uh, especially if i took the time drugs she'd get to attack twice a turn <laughs> so mm-hmm. she would just oh, delete I'm, I'm multiple already. people yeah and yeah. then the uh and then yeah kick boy my, my protagonist uh he had small arms and i i kind of had it falling out with pistols over time so i tried shotgun more and then i got the shotgun skills and so on and uh shotguns just do a lot of damage and in particular the shotguns i had by the end of the game cost three ap to fire so i could i could Mm. like move a little bit then fire four times in a turn and so i would just unload into one cone (laughs) and they're cone attacks and they do high damage so i would just unload into a cone of people and I, i i stacked luck on every character which it says it has a 10% chance of doing these like super lucky effects, but it feels like it happens like 60% of the time. Yeah, it happens it, a lot. It happens so much. So like every time I do anything as Ice or Kick Boy, they secretly get to move again or I get to attack three more times or the or the crit does 6,000 damage or like some sort of bizarre nonsense thing happens every turn. So they feel massively overpowered. And then whenever, yeah, whenever Kick Boy fills up his blue meter, he then just gets to delete an entire cone of area. Because his blue attack is just bullshit. <laughs> like, it just kills things. Like, I, I basically one-shot the final boss of the game. Uh, I think the blue attack is is uh, inherently in, unbalanced. Like, yeah. you can just shoot with 95% accuracy on anyone on the field, as long as you have range. If they're hiding behind a, a, a barrel, it doesn't matter. 95%. And they have super, and they have super effects. And, they, yeah, that's that too. Like, especially the bazookas. I think the bazookas are the most powerful. Like, the, the game, the game, good, but... the game is wildly unbalanced like the uh <laughs> like yeah like I, I gave scotchmo big guns and he had both he had both a, a heavy machine gun and a flamethrower because those are the both of the big gun guns and i couldn't really get effective use out of either of them almost ever like it felt yeah, like a that, waste of yeah. a character and like poor andrew his 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 guy bronco was a heavy armor melee character like thankfully he Oof. had leadership and and medicine so he was our he functionally was like our team healer and he would do leadership once per fight to give everyone bonus AP, but like he could like it was so hard for him to close gaps to hit anybody with melee attacks. And then when he did, it, it did trash damage and missed constantly. And then Ooh. on top of that, the fact the fact that he had like not only way more armor and health than everyone in our party, but also way more he had like double the armor or more of every enemy we were fighting, it didn't matter. He would just get one shot. Like armor, armor is bullshit, and it doesn't re- doesn't seem to reduce damage. All it does, I, 
Yeah, it's I a, noticed like, that it works well against uh, like uh, automatic weapons, but against everything else, it doesn't. It's not as much. Yeah, like Andrew was looking into it and find, and I think he found out that like after the intro of the game, everyone's penetration stat is so high that it just negates all armor functionally, and it's just a pointless mm-hmm. thing in the game. It's like how does this happen? And then we just were like, fuck it, we have six <laughs> animals, so nothing matters. <laughs> like, we have at least two overpowered, super strong characters and six animals, so we'll just win by default. And yeah, like, Andrew had, like, a weird science lightning gun person, which was, like, a novelty, but they never really did damage either. And it's just like, uh it, it was, there were moments where we were truly impressed that the game was, like, given a, <laughs> was given the green light to go ahead. Uh, you, th- you think the combat would be better when it's most of the game? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah like that, we yeah. we literally were. We <laughs> Keith one shot the boss, the final. Oh, boss Oh, that of happens the game. to me all the time. He, I think all the bosses like, I've one shot with a sniper. He one shot. <laughs> no, I one shot no, with a shotgun. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a different thing. I ran right he up to his one face and, it. and I did, I also blew up the people around him. <laughs> So far, was... I've one shot like there's this big tank with a with uh, in the bazaar, and I one shot it with a bazooka. Uh, there is this uh, this mafia boss in the first city that I one shot with a sniper. There's this uh, slaver guy that you free. Uh, I was shot, I one shot him with a sniper as well. Uh, I think like bosses, bosses. I usually one shot, and it's so anticlimactic because yeah. I'm like, this is gonna be a fight. Nope, <laughs> first shot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 just it's hilarious. I think the only. The only saving grace of the combat was whenever the car was allowed, because we had the stupid Reagan gun, which was great. <laughs> and, and so the yeah, the Reagan gun... You won't find that one for a while. Yeah, the Reagan I, gun I've is seen a like, picture of it on Twitter. Yeah. It's great. It's it plays the national anthem every time it fires. And it, shoots, it, shoots, it, it shoots a yeah. uh, American flag laser at people. Mm-hmm. It is the best audiovisual moment of the entire game design wise like it's the it's the single thing they execute on best in the entire game is just that gun firing it is hilariously <laughs> stupid and i love it uh, uh there were highs and lows but yeah one of the but for me like one of the coolest things about the game uh is on some level that's kind of like one of my one of my issues i have with like mass effect and a bunch of other games sometimes is that there's this leadership. There's like this, there's the, the, the there's the false moral dilemma of like the leader, where you go fight through an encampment of like a hundred dudes and just murder them all. Like you killed all those human beings or other non-humans. Like they're sentient creatures with lives and histories, and they're like thirty years old probably or something. And like they've been around for a while, and they have connections to people, and they're all dead because they were between you and your goal. Then you get to your guy at the end and it's like a moral choice. So like, oh man, do I sit, do I spare him or do I kill him? And it's like, why is this guy so fucking special? He's the why he's the reason I killed all those people. Why am why is it not an automatic that I'm gonna kill him too? Like, cause there's often like not even that yeah. much of a huge there's not even always that like big of a like ulterior motive that you went in for that you need where you need him for something necessarily either. Like it's oftentimes you could very clearly get away with killing him and get what you want. But like it's a moral choice now for some reason. And that's the that's the real paragon choice is to spare the people in power, but murder all the grunts that they were using. It's like that's backwards as shit. Why don't presidents fight yep. wars? Uh, <laughs> the, uh... <It's, laughs> it, I, th- I think it's just I think that that comes from games trying to be so focused on combat because every time like yeah. I've been, uh, we've been having this conversation and every time i've been thinking back to fall of one 
and how it does it. Um, and Fallout 1, obviously, is a very old game. It has some shortcomings in regards to what the RPGs have become. But um, certainly in the, in, the, in the case of the morality, uh, it, it, it doesn't have this problem. It's not a game that m tries to be combat everywhere, even though you, you do fight every once in a while. There's combat, obviously. Um, but the, I, think the, I think the morality of things is a lot more than just who you kill. Or if you kill somebody or you don't. Like, you need to take... See, if you want to take your setting seriously, it needs to be the understanding of what is going on. And it, you need to make the player understand what's going on. And then make the player care or not care about what's going on. And I think there are tools to uh, to achieve that. Like, I don't know, if um, if uh, you decide, you know, to... to how should I put this? Uh, what I mean is, like, imagine you're uh, early in the game. So no spoilers here. I'm just uh, if you're listening and you haven't seen anything about Wasteland Three, I'm not gonna spoil anything. But the point is, earlier in the game, you find um, the patriarch, and imagine you have a choice, and the game rewards you for this choice if you want to do it. Imagine you have a choice to just sort of rebel against the patriarch and and just go go in your own way and and set up set your base up somewhere else and and just like that. Um, I like. You being able to make that choice or you not making that choice r reflects whether you as a player care about who the patriarch is, right? But when the game sets itself up as you're fighting the patriarch, there's no choice there. You're fighting the patriarch. That's what the game is. And at the end of the, the, uh, the, end of the game or at the end of the quest line, you get to the patriarch and you decide to either spare him or send him to prison, which is basically the options a lot of the time in Western 3 for some reason. Um... Yeah, but, the, you, keep getting, you keep getting to send people to jail, and that also kind of never goes anywhere. It's just collectibles. I I, I realized it was collectibles pretty early on. You but start collecting the, NPCs. Yeah. The the thing yeah, is, they, yeah. the thing is, you set your, the the game up already uh, in a in a situation where you're in conflict oh with. I, sorry, I just realized we didn't even get an end card. Like what? We, well, I, I, no, I'm just I'm like we imprisoned the guy that runs uh, Little Vegas. Or whatever it was called. We imprisoned multiple people. The red, we imprisoned the, red, the, 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 the red guy. Brigo. Yeah, yeah, the guy yeah, named after Brian Fargo, the creator of Wasteland. Yeah, or we got that guy, and then we also got the Scottish guy. Uh, and like, <laughs> you got yeah, the Scottish yeah, guy. Yeah, Farron yeah, we Brigo doesn't get an end card. <laughs> like this, like, oh, you imprisoned him, so here's his ending of what happened. Instead of him being dead, it's like, no, nah, it just doesn't bother. It literally never <laughs> refers to the fact that he's in prison ever again. Like, Some it's, people, it's just a, such a narrative dead end. I've I've heard people comment about him not being there. I've heard the marshals Marshall, talk about how they had to deal with him, and uh, and some other people talk about him. But you know, not to get a, a end card is really weird. Is it one of the you know? Is it does it have a lot of end cards, or is it one of those games that just like three? It or has four a decent number of end cards where it tries to like mention each zone kind of, and then also each NPC, but only some of the NPCs because. Some of them it just doesn't care about that much. I get. Wait, wait, no, did it mention? Oh, wait, no, it did. It did mention all of our companions, even the one that we never even talked to. Uh, so mm -hmm. it does remember them. But in it's because this game can't ever not be broken. Uh, <laughs> oh uh, in co-op, it didn't show the same sequence of cards for both me and Andrew. 
Oh, you couldn't comment on it then. So they, they started off as the same cards, but then they became different cards later and they split. And then Andrew's cards ran out before mine did, even though they were proceeding at the same rate because they didn't have the same number of cards for both of us because they fucked up and lost track of them and sent like some of them to him and some of them to me. Oh, no. Uh, I uh, He uh, he finished his cards and then it kicked him out of the game and started rolling the credits. So it ends the multiplayer session, which then brings up a disconnected message for me, which then stops me from watching the rest of my cards, which then... Oh, no! <laughs> so that I then can't get back to without... I had to go back and load the game in single player and, and, uh, and redo the entire final boss fight, which admittedly I could just go one shot again. Uh, and then and then re-record the entire ending with all the cards uh, because it fucking it couldn't even end right. And then and then the entire time uh. that the credits are rolling, it says Colorado Springs in the middle of the screen because the bug <laughs> where there shows the location on the screen all the time just also happens uh, during the oh credits. God. And then and then when Andrew and I got to the title screen after the credits, it still said Colorado Springs it's still there. Yeah, on I the know, screen. It's like floating behind the icicles and the scorpion like a, <laughs> like a serial killer. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? You will never leave Colorado Springs. Game was not ready. Love, lovely it was place. Not I ready hear. to be out. Yeah, the, uh, in it exile... takes like a solid year of development still. I think just to it's... fix the bugs, and then it'll still be a bad game. It's so interesting now that I think about it. In exile has released a. Uh, uh, in exile is obviously being the the company that made the game. I feel um, like they're gonna apologize. No, like they released time, a, a like, director's like, cut. Like, like when, like, like when. It'll be like when Trine 3 came out. <laughs> and they're like, we're sorry, guys. <laughs> we really, really, really fucked this up. <laughs> the like thing is, they released they released a, a director's cut for Wasteland 2. They released a director's cut for Bart's Tale 4 as well. They didn't release a, a director's cut for Torm, uh, Tyman, uh, Torm, sorry, Torment Tides of Numenera. And honestly, I felt that that's their strongest game. I um, hope. Because they're probably playing it I, at some point. I really, I really liked it, but it's, you know, it's very different as well in terms of, like, it doesn't have, it only has like five or ten combat situations, so. And it's like a, a, a 80 hour game, so most of the time you're just reading things and making choices. Uh, so it's a different game altogether. Um, but yeah, they're probably going to release a, a director's cut for Wasteland 3. A director's cut. The lesson is just never buy any of their games when they're new, which is unfortunate because they're like financially yeah, dependent is... on you buying their games when they're new. I, I but they don't finish that. their games. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. Honestly, I've heard bad things about Wasteland too. Also, but I play, yeah, I played the director's cut, which I think the fact that I went back and played the director's cut version is probably why it's my most popular video on my entire channel. Is because I played it yeah. uh, like because everyone who played the first version is probably not going to come back and replay the same game, but slightly different. So it's like, oh, mm. all the views are mine, which is good when you have like five thousand subscribers or whatever back then. Andrew, uh, you were going to say something? I just... I I don't think a director's cut is good enough. Like, uh, you... Yeah. You need to stop releasing unfinished games. Yeah. Like that, that needs to... That needs to not... Like, your prerogative shouldn't be, let's release a shit game, and then we'll just come back in, like, six months and make a definitive edition, and we'll fix all the shit that we fucked up, and everyone will buy that but, one, and then we double dip, and it's okay, and it's like it's, no, it's pretty rough. I when you just have like a clearly a clear pattern of internal problems that are just aren't getting addressed with how you how you process a job, like how yeah. you how you get. Yeah, each, I each also don't think done. that they can they can fix some of the issues. Certainly not in like the narrative sense. Uh, 
I mean, you can rebalance the game. You can fix bugs and quest break. Oh, yeah. The director's cut of this game will not make it good. Yeah. No, no, no. It has to to retool on a a basic structural level how the whole thing works. (laughs) And that's not how that goes. It's not gonna be and like game, it's not gonna be like the re-release of Final Fantasy fourteen where they're like, sorry about the entire bad game being bad. We deleted it and started over. <laughs> I didn't know about th- that that happened. I didn't I, Yeah, I, Final Fantasy fourteen came out in two thousand ten and then after a while they took it down and they're like, This was this isn't working. And uh I think they refunded the people that had been playing it or something, and then they uh they they released it again in twenty thirteen. And that's, mm. that's why it's called a realm reborn and throughout the whole story they keep referring to like the guardians of light or whatever the fuck that happened five years ago and the, like they're talking about the story of the of the game that doesn't exist anymore hmm. it's a uh, three years of development that they put on top of it yeah something like that it's uh it's an impressive move by square enix to do that <laughs> To just be like, instead of even, instead of just cutting their losses, actually just admitting we really fucked up. We're just gonna try again at this game because <laughs> we made a bad MMO. Uh, I can't judge it myself because I never played it, obviously, and now you can't because <laughs> that is the, also the nature of games as a service and whatnot. Is that like that's it, probably it, an it article somewhere Spanish. with a synopsis, you gotta, or you gotta watch like an ancient Let's Play that's in 360p from 2010. <laughs> We've, before we've, we uh, before even me and Andrew with, started yeah, with let's players i didn't know what they were doing yeah oh god <laughs> it's probably just a that, bunch of just footage <laughs> like just footage no <laughs> talking yeah yeah the i actually preed was going through and uh he had like a private uh, server of the old of like the original build up oh and he was just oh, running there through. would be private servers wouldn't there yeah, and so he was like showing off uh he was showing off like what the map used to look like and man there was like it just needed to be purged. There were some parts where you're like, "What <laughs> the fuck did you do?" And they're like, "Yeah, and yeah, pretty was like, "Here's the over overworld map." And it's like or one of the uh caves and it was like it looked like an intestine, but you couldn't tell what was a top layer or bottom layer and you couldn't tell uh and so like as you're walking, you're just like continually lost like did i turn right here or was i not supposed to because it doesn't tell you where you are on the map either it just shows you a map and you're just like what the fuck is this <laughs> it just like, looks like a bowl of spaghetti yeah and i was yeah when i was watching him uh he was like running around udar uh, uh udal and i could see like i could see parts that they kept and then you can see the parts where they're like, yeah, this is all shit. We're going to get rid of this and replace it with this. <laughs> Got it. Um, and it already has such confusing capital cities in the new yeah, version, so the, too. It's so weird to look look at the old version. But there's some stuff that I thought was pretty neat. Like, uh, it was really cute that there were signs in the middle of the overworld that would tell you, that would actually tell you the direction you needed to go in. Yeah. There's like, there's an actual sign sitting on like a side of the road, on like a crossroad. Yeah, like, like, a, this like is the, the way Moral to the capital. Wind. Yeah. And I thought, like, there were little elements like that that were really cute, but the rest of it was someone going, like, look, we don't got the budget, but we need to make this game as big as WoW. Like, I'm trying, <laughs> it is like, oh, okay. I'm trying to get myself into Ultima Online, because uh, I got a patron that, that asked me to do a, a Let's Play of it, and uh, or a video. And that game is 22 years old now, and it sounds <laughs> better than, and it is better than what it sounds like <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV was. It's just, it's just very old, though. But does it still work? Oh yeah. What? It's like Ultima interesting. Yeah. Ooh. 
Oh, I don't like looking. At, oh, I don't like looking at that. No, it's what? a very I old game. I, no, no, it's it's a. Uh, it's specifically that its perspective is fucky and it hurts. Oh, it's to isometric. Look at. It's true. It's, like, isometric. Oh. it's it's rough. Oh, <laughs> it's like uh, yeah. everyone. Oh no. Every <laughs> every every building looks wrong. Like it, it's not how that would look. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like the style. I think the art direction is pretty cool, but it's uh, it's also an MMO. So like. You know, it's it just, needs it's to be just, sparse. Yeah. Yeah. Just the angle that every building and also person is standing at and how those two things don't match and so on is just really messing with my head. Oh, they're supposed oh. to match. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it's working. <laughs> You're just not used to seeing things without perspective. You know, those the... horses are huge. Well, or at least the yeah, perspective horse... has them so tall that they can look over the head of the building. They can look horses... over the wall. Oh. Because <laughs> their head's yeah. clipping through. So that makes them look even larger. It looks like that's a 10-foot-tall horse. It's, uh, I, 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 was, it's... I was spoiled. My first isometric-looking game was, was Diablo 2. Oh, yeah. That, that already has and, perspective, that game has. Yeah. That's like a, in uh, things that are farther away appear smaller than they are. Yeah, things have they, like the um, right perspe- like perspective to it. So it doesn't look like... Yeah. You're not, I'm not confused this way where it's like, well, how is it flat? How... My, even my eyes one, are flat. <laughs> Diablo 1 doesn't have that. And it does, honestly, I think they did a, a good job with Diablo 1. It doesn't look very jarring. Ultima was always, and like Ultima Online is actual isometric. Ultima 8 and Ultima 7, the single player games, they have a, an even weirder perspective where it's like, I don't know the name of it, but it's like, it's really, really weird. Uh, I like it, but it's, you know, it, it's very different. It's very weird. I think Diablo. The original one, they did a, a great job with it in terms of art direction. I always feel, I, I always feel that the art direction of any game is is very important to get to get oh, people yeah. to like the game. Let alone, like obviously to get people into the game, but to even like the game, it, it matters a lot. I feel. You know, I I remember a time where Diablo Two was like one of the best looking games I'd ever seen. <laughs> it has dynamic shadows. Yeah, it's got all these shadows, and like it has like location, like like ambient audio, and so on, like and like that, and. Oh yeah, all these nice designs. It's got like the pre-rendered CG characters on the on the select screen. But oh, then that's also, half the game. But then also like oh, the, well, I, 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 I thought mean, you like, were talking about the cutscenes. Yeah, I just yeah. mean the character select screen where there's the big tall people on screen. But then also like all the they the whole game's made seemingly in like Donkey Kong graphics, where it's like a bunch of photographs of 3D models basically seem to be moving <laughs> around. But no, Diablo One it, is it, more it means, than that. More more that than Diablo Two. I think Diablo Two has. Diablo Two totally. I totally feel like Diablo Two is not made of 3D models at all. I feel like it's. I feel like yeah. I've played it so much, and I I feel like the whole game is just pictures of characters. (laughs) Uh, Part of it's that you for for one they don't spin, they just skip between directions on a. No, no, they spin. No, that no, like they don't. They don't spin as in like they they don't. They don't rotate. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, they're sprites. Yeah. They have like eight directions they face. It's <laughs> so on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like the whole game, I, as far as I can tell, is a bunch of pictures. Uh, and actually, it's only four directions because they flip it from left but, to right. Yeah, but in a lot of their cases, like especially stuff like the Werebear and whatnot, like it's totally like a 3D model that they took pictures of, like it's uh, Donkey Kong <laughs> Country. But like the result is like Shadow. one of the nicest looking games I had seen, where just like there was so much like 
color and detail and like it was like because it was like uh the resident evil's one like remake level of like everything just looks really nice uh yeah. in a way that like considering when that game came out and i was probably playing like the nintendo 64 or the gamecube or something it's like this is just like way more re- high resolution and detailed looking than i than i'd seen games be we rarely i think i think diablo 2 is peak 2d uh, we rarely see games with better, with more budget and better 2D graphics than that. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways that you can approach 2D, obviously, but when it comes from top down, uh, I, I, I like you, you just run out of pixels. <laughs> yeah, you're just like, I don't it's know, like, the, everything's really small on to, the screen. You can only get so much out of it at that point. <laughs> you get to yeah, but you get to a point where it's more expensive to. It's more expensive to make a 2D game look prettier than just make it 3D and make it pretty yeah. as well. Uh, but I, but back when Diablo 2 came out, the 3D just was nowhere near what 2D was in terms of how mm-hmm. good it looked. So it, Diablo 2 just ran with it. And also, like, having things be so small and far away also is part of why, like, I'm I'm such a fan of, like, the talking heads in, like... Like how, like like Fallout has the yeah. talking heads and so on, but then the, the, like they yeah. tried to have talking heads in Wasteland Three, and like that's such a that's so appreciated just because everybody is such a tiny like character creator little sprite on the screen yeah. that you, you barely get a chance to appreciate anyone really. That's why it's kind of frustrating who they gave talking heads to. <laughs> it's always the no except Scotchmo, but apart from that, it's always yeah, Scotchmo has one for some reason, but like. Because you want to like, see him, a, you're, but like yeah. you're, you're, you have two party members from the beginning of the game. Yeah, three, three if you true. count the the lady with the ponytail that's injured at first. All three of those characters don't have talking heads, but Farron Brigo does. I mean, it's, it's like, the boss. You need to give you him. just. <laughs> but like bosses don't even have talking heads most of the time. But like no, that, no, yeah, the boss that, of the company, that, that one guy randomly. Yeah, well, yeah, he's their boss. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, that that one character gets a talking head for his one conversation you have with him, and it's like, I really could have used like some nice long conversations with like Lucia and uh, and Quan, so I could figure out what the hell their deal is, because like they're my actual party members. They're my only characters yeah. because, like, we have two free, we have four prefab characters in the party. Two of them are the main characters, and two are the people they have you recruit to fill out your party at the beginning, where you just make two more characters again, basically. So it's like, if they're going to give us characters that actually are, are supposed to have personalities, maybe seeing their faces up close ever would, and having them emote would be kind of handy. But uh, when, I, when I was saying before about the, uh, that, when I was talking about the contradiction of, mass effect and that morality how it always feels weird it's one of the things i that was one of my favorite things about wasteland 3 was at least the fact that we can just we can just fuck off and just be like we we come in and like uh patriarch clearly is the person who does uh the job that ever that happens in every uh rpg where somebody explains to you here is the main story this is what the game is going to be about this is your task that is the skeleton of the game and then you can just be like nah <laughs> you could just you like you take get all my kids and bring them back and we're like we're gonna we're gonna well we're, we are gonna get all your kids <laughs> we're not gonna Eventually. bring them back <laughs> we didn't bring it we didn't bring anything back we just shot them all i figured yeah I figured <laughs> we just wouldn't. shot all of his kids and watching them get angrier and angrier every time but still 
because of the structure of the game demanding it he he kept pr- proving to be completely toothless with his uh his threats to be like oh you uh, you killed one of my children but if you do that again oh you're gonna be consequences and then just killing another one of his kids and coming back and having god oh, you did it again it's like just watching nothing happen <laughs> watching there be no consequences because the game's structured in, in, with so few branching paths that you can only really be anti-patriarch at the end of the game anyway it's like when it's like, it's like now it's time for your choice at the end of the game which side are you the choice choosing? that you made the choice that you made away earlier in the game and why and as amazingly a- <laughs> they let you pick they let you pick as if you haven't killed all of his children already like <laughs> how the fuck is that path even open like that can't go well <laughs> like we obviously yeah. knew not to click that one but like what the fuck does it even mean to side with the patriarch after you've killed his entire family against his wishes like it's not like he's gonna help us <laughs> like what? yeah it's like oh now that we've betrayed that now that we've killed our only chances with the patriarch let's uh also kill everyone else that's against the patriarch for some reason that'll end well like that's think- what, what a non-choice RPGs are such a difficult type of game to make, and I feel yeah, the uh, hardest. It, it, developers can be a little bit insular in in just the um, influence that they get for their own games. Because like Baldur's Gate one and two, I uh, and and not just Baldur's Gate one and two, pretty much not most, but certainly before Mass Effect, all of Bioware uh, Bioware's RPGs. Basically, the reason Bioware is famous. Uh, up to the point where they got bought by Microsoft, uh, sorry, by Electronic Arts. Um, all of their games don't have any any choices. It's always the insular choices where you get a side quest that uh, maybe the daughter ra- ran away and she ran away because her parents don't uh, don't treat her well or something, and you have the choice to either either send her back or uh, let her go or something like that. You know, that's those sort of like small little choices that don't affect much apart from your own sense of character building um that's what Baldur's Gate is like Baldur's Gate 1 has one ending and that's it uh you can say whatever you like to whatever character shows up well not whatever you like you usually have like two or three options but they're they're relatively involved options that you can make usually you fight them all anyway it's there I don't think there's a single fight that you can avoid through dialogue through Baldur's Gate 1 Baldur's Gate 2 I think there's like one fight maybe that you can avoid through dialogue there's a lot of quests, and a lot of the, and all those quests are insular as well. But there's a lot of quests, so I think RPGs, especially specifically Western RPGs, are built on a on a uh, on a uh, foundation of games with insular side quests, a straight and narrow main quest with maybe some options at the end where you can choose and get different endings, and then you get the vignettes if the games are a little bit good. Otherwise, you don't even get the vignettes. Uh, you know the ending, like little slides. So like they went through some big changes when they made Kotor, then, huh? Yeah, because Kotor, just Kotor introduces something completely different, which is the the whole planets and you choose, um, you choosing which planets to go in, and and then basically what what that does is instead of uh, so it used to be that especially in Baldur's Gate two you get that impression. Uh, I th- I think you get that impression the most. Uh, well, actually, I, I'm, I'm not, no, not, Neverwinter Nights one as well does that. Uh, so what what happens with Bioware games is that they they divide them into chapters, and so you can really tell that sort of um, you can really tell that sort of like straight progression that you know you can't deviate. There's you're not going to skip chapters here. You need to get all the story beats, and so 
Baldur's Gate 2 does that, although Neverwinter Nights 1 does more of that than, than Baldur's Gate. Um, and then what they do, obviously, in KOTOR is they have all the planets, and the planets themselves are the chapters. Uh, so you, you get a little bit of an illusion of, of choice based on, you know, you being able to go to different planets. But They, they definitely had really... a system, too. Like, especially, like, yeah. KOTOR and Mass Effect both have the same structure of here's the intro mission, here's the free-roaming, like, three or four planet options mission... And then here's the outro, like ending climax mission. But also one little twist. When you do every planet but one, you're going to have a surprise mission where big impactful heightening, like mm-hmm. heightened the stake stuff happens. And then after that, yeah. you have to go do the last planet, which happens in both KOTOR but, with like the think Leviathan, works... I think, and in Mass Effect 3 with Vermeer or Mass Effect 1 I think with Vermeer. I think it works really well with, with Mass Effect and with KOTOR. And Wasteland 3 should have that, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe Wasteland 3 should have had different... Uh, well, th- th- I think Wasteland 3 maybe tries to do that. It just fails on the thematic side of things. And, of course, you know, uh, the, all the problems that you said already of uh, just not delivering. Just building <laughs> up these... Oh, it's so rough. Wasteland like, I, I'm sorry to tell like you not this. Not everyone was given the correct schedule. Hmm. Because, like, the... Because it feels like so many parts of the game are just not finished and had to be, fi- like, quickly done. Like the, like oh, yeah, yeah the, the, the zoom in, zones the zoom in instead, instead of having like any story, it's just a bunch of fighting. Yeah. Whereas like, oh, this looks like a great place where we could have walked around and done other things. And it's like, yeah, we didn't have time for that. So here's a bunch of enemies. Yeah. You're and like, the places uh, that have quests okay. are so strange and inconsistent that they almost feel like the the leftover but patchwork of like an unfinished thing. <clears throat> like in like in one case there's an entire chapter that you, you where you fight through several screens of non-stop fighting and all you can do is fight all the way to the end and then the final screen like the final map of that chapter suddenly is kind of a micro quest hub that you can roam around non-linearly and you're like what's happening why are we doing what is this why is this how this part's structured out of nowhere and what's really a bummer That's is weird that i think the main game only has like three quest hubs there's the opening town, there's the bazaar, and then there's the one that Andrew and I accidentally opt out of by shooting somebody. Because <laughs> when you get to the machine commune, I'm pretty sure that's like a whole quest hub with a bunch of stuff to do in it, potentially. Although it's pretty small, so not that much. But mm-hmm. they all hated us. We we shot one character <laughs> that wasn't even a member of the machine commune, but they all would specifically tell us they had a grudge against us for doing that. And it's so strange because that character themselves in their establishing cutscene kills a member of the machine commune so it's like why are you guys so mad we killed this guy and the only explanation i can think of is just the fact that like it was it's just that the entire story of the machine commune must be built around that particular character so if you kill them then it breaks the story and yeah that's kind of a problem if like one of your like features on the tin is you can shoot anybody at any time which they've insisted on having in wasteland two and three but like they can't they don't have the resources to design around that. So it's like, you can shoot anybody, but it just makes the game worse. <laughs> like Never Ranger Nights. You just get less first... story and bad game. <laughs> that reminds me of the first Never Ranger Nights. There was, like, I think it's chapter two. There's this uh, quest involving the disappearance of some kids in town. And yeah. um, I figured early on, that, because it's very obvious, uh, that... Um, the person who gives you the quest is actually the one responsible. So I kill them, 
and I break the quest and it, it's <laughs> impossible to, to, <laughs> yeah, to finish it's like, the quest. Like Morrowind or something. Like when you kill a certain character and it's yeah, like, you yeah. killed somebody important to the story and you will never re- see the ending now, it says on the text <laughs> in some in like different text or whatever. Yeah, and so yeah. you have the choice to reload an old save to fix but, that and so on. But in but Wasteland in 3, like entire quest hubs can get deleted by you killing a certain character that has nothing to do with them and they won't warn you about it at the time either. So you just get a worse game from that point on. <laughs> Did you know that in Morrowind, you can, if you get that screen that says uh, you can choose to proceed with this doomed world or uh, reload a previous save, the game literally tells you that you can reload a previous save because you killed a quest impo- uh, a character yeah, that's important yeah, to the quest. Yeah, I did. A, did I you did, know that I if remember the exact that happens, words, but I, I did a playthrough. If that happens, there is a way to finish the game that is purposely made for people who get into that situation. It, and there's like it, an alternative storyline. Is it like that, a doomed uh, world ending? No, no, no. It's the same ending. It's just that oh. like there's a different character that tells you uh, some things and you can get basically the same ending. Oh, so that's like they lied to you. Well, <laughs> They yeah, kind of lied of. to you about it being doomed. You do miss out. You miss out on a lot of stuff, though. Like... Um, because you can finish the game without talking to anybody because the technically the ending is the boss and you beat the boss and that's it um yeah but to get to that the boss you like don't a, know that how. sounds like a speed run strat though yeah yeah but like but the, no, no no what i'm saying is the, you can you proceed with the doomed world and then you find this character uh and he'll he'll uh, or i i don't know actually who they are uh but they, they'll they'll tell you what, what you need to do and what's going on and you're like oh okay i'll do it so there <laughs> is it's like even even in its sort of weirdness of a game that tells you to reload not without you know i mean it's i think it's better it's so much better and less weird than the game making them immortal people making people immortal is just the worst thing and i don't understand what bethesda thinks yeah well they uh, they know that part of the appeal of the freedom part of the appeal of of uh of the elder scrolls games is that kind of freedom of just like being able to interact with anything the way you want to and, and also like the kinetic aspect to it like how over over time you start being able to like just pick up items and like put them on people or put them around the room and like just kind of ma- like very tactilely fuck around with your little sandbox and so if they put arbitrary restrictions everywhere then it, like it feels like a betrayal of that yeah i always felt that it was um but the thing is i think the biggest problem with uh immortal characters is that not only do they just go way overboard with making every single character on side quests immortal, just is quest relevant for a side quest? He's immortal. Um, but because that's a problem, because if it's not for the main quest, why why go to the problem through the trouble? But the other thing is that, that it allows them to design quests that just aren't possible normally. Like, um, like it, I don't know, imagine, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the Brotherhood of Steel in Skyrim. I don't know if you played Sky- Skyrim. I imagine no. You know. no, I really, I really don't like Skyrim. In in Skyrim, the Brotherhood of Steel, basically, it's not the boss. Did they but really somebody... make another faction called the Brotherhood of Steel in a different universe? Sorry, not Brotherhood of Steel. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like the other Brotherhood, the Blades. No, 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 the Brotherhood of what? What are they called? <laughs> the like they can't be called the Brotherhood of Steel, right? <laughs> no, no, I'm the, sorry. I'm sorry. About the Thieves Guild, Gray Fox. No, 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 the Assassins. Dark Brotherhood, sorry. The Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. Oh, Dark Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. I like I, I like that. I like how they introduced them in, in Oblivion. In Skyrim, it's introduced sort of similar to Oblivion, but it's a little bit more involved. But you see, like, their b- boss early on 
and you could theoretically kill them, but no, you can't. And that would be an interesting quest line. No, you can't. You can't do that. No, it's a linear quest. There's no options. Yeah. In, in Oblivion, you kill. You just kill any innocent NPC. Uh, and then next time you sleep, like the Brotherhood shows up at your bed. But I had mm-hmm. issue. I had problems with Oblivion because I played it when I was relatively new to these kinds of games to begin with, and it was my first Elder Scrolls game. So I was playing in like 2006 or whatever. I played the game for like probably 20 or 30 hours without ever sleeping. Because there was no reason to sleep in the game. There was no reason to sleep, yeah. Yeah. The game does tell you to sleep, though. Yeah, I'm just running around having merry adventures. There's no fatigue meter. I don't need any resources to survive. Everything And, like, nothing's hard. So I'm just beating everything, and it's fine. And you have super amounts of skills, because that's how the game works. And then I sleep, like, once. And, uh, yeah, there's also that thing where, like, your skills are leveling up regardless, because it's separate from your leveling process. It's just you use them a lot. But then I sleep like yeah. once and I gain like 30 levels and the Dark Brotherhood ambushes me at, in the middle of the night. And also every monster in the entire world is replaced by completely different creatures overnight. Like it literally every turned into a different has game. Armor. Because every yeah, single yeah, part, true. every single it's part of true. the map is scaling enemies, where it will literally replace. What's really cool is that they don't. It's not just the same enemies the whole game that slowly replace themselves. That that slowly, slowly just level up to match your stats, but they literally replace themselves with new enemies and like yeah, the fantasy creatures. Like it's still have a will o' wisp. It's like oh, there's a nightmare demon thing here now or something like that. Uh, <laughs> you thought you were gonna the- get us. A it was the most, you got a minotaur. It was the most surreal fucking experience because I yeah, took, I took one nap and the whole world changed. <laughs> what a, but it, it does speak yeah. to the weird balance of that game too, though, is the fact that it's never it's like never hard because it's always the same difficulty no matter what because it mm-hmm. always matches your skill level and it's like that's the thing. Eh. The thing is, it is actually hard if you level up a lot in in Oblivion. I like I the last time I played Oblivion, I did it on camera. And so the, I did, so the like, strat is just never sleep. <laughs> No, no, no. The strat is to make a so the 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 problem with Oblivion and I, like I I didn't study this too hard. I made a build that was on purpose for this for I'm not about to say, but I've heard other people like I got some commenters talk about talking about this, and I I think I'm right in saying this. So what happens in Oblivion is this: imagine you you are a sword wielder and you, a sword wielder and you have a sword and you have a shield, uh, and you level up those skills right, and uh, those skills are going to get you some stats and you're going to level up. The thing is by around level twenty, um which is like maybe halfway through the game, you're going to have maxed out all your your sword because you use it a lot, and you're going to max out your shield because you also use it a lot, right? Oh, so um, like the idea is that you've capped out that level, so you can't get any better at that particular weapon. Exactly. And so you'll never be better at sword, and so you've capped mm-hmm. out on your combat power level for the rest of the game. But mm-hmm. every other action you take will be leveling something up, which then makes the enemies level up again because they're like e- taking your collective level as your power, even though you're not getting more powerful anymore. You said it perfectly. That's like you exactly got, what you got blacksmithing. Therefore, combat's harder. It's like, wait, what? Oh yeah, what? You jumped so by a the lot. End of the now game, combat's harder. <laughs> so by the end of the game, if you're level fifty or forty-eight or something, where the max level is usually. Um, like every enemy is, it's not, they're not necessarily super difficult. They just take forever to die because they have so much health. Oh yeah. Uh, and you have very good armor and all that, but like they, they're, they, it's just such a slog and, and Oblivion has uh, Skyrim as well, but I think Oblivion is worse. Oblivion has some fights, some encounters that are just so full of enemies. There's so much fighting, especially oh, no, on certain like, quests. It, like Oblivion's a great example of like how, 
like I, like I like Dark Souls because it's specifically a form of challenge where you have to be really aware and thinking about what you're doing, and it feels rewarding when you pay attention and so on. But it's not I don't know I'm not like masochistic like oh man I just love that it's so hard. It's like it's it's, it's a specific form of challenge that rewards you for executing things well and paying attention and being observant and thoughtful and like thinking a bit. But like when I played Oblivion. It you're just like whap 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 whap. You just mat you're That's mashing it, yeah. you're mashing right trigger on your Xbox 360 controller and all the stuff's dying. And then you increase hmm. the difficulty and it's like, oh, everybody has infinite health and also has healing spells now and just kind of lives forever. But I'm still playing the same game where you mostly just like first person spam a sword a lot. It's like Oh, that's that's this kind why of I challenge. This kind of challenge isn't fun. <laughs> it's just yep. annoying. And Skyrim is the same thing. And I feel it's a little bit surprising that Skyrim did so well. Although, you know, it's kind of complicated because it also came it's, out before the Dark Souls, but not before Demon Souls. Um, uh, yeah, Demon Souls came out two thousand nine. Dark Souls came out the same month as as Skyrim. But I think the next Elder Scrolls absolutely has to have Dark Souls style combat. Not in terms of difficulty. It's, it's the only know, way I'll play it because Bethesda. They've, uh, like they've been it, on the endless trajectory of being only less interesting every time they make a game. It's not even that difficult. I feel it's not even that difficult for them to implement it into the uh, design. Like the moment, the second to second gameplay, like you just, you could do that. Like maybe it's going to be difficult with people who like to play it in first person. Uh, but just make first person suck because third person sucks every other game. So, you know, make it, make it good. Just they, because they have to. People... I, I, I don't know who's still buying Skyrim, but it's coming out on every console I'm everywhere. I'm so every confused. Time. <laughs> Guys, and it's still other, the same game with the same other bugs. games exist. There's but, so many other I games. Don't, I don't understand. I don't it's, understand it, well, it's because Skyrim tapped into the fucking, like, uh, the FIFA market. Like, the particular section of the gaming populace that, like, they only really need, like, the one game, and they're fine. And so, like, they'll buy, like, the FIFA game each year. And that's, like, the reason hmm. they have a video game console. Like, Skyrim uh, is a, Skyrim got into a really specific, bizarre niche of, like, like hyper-populous uh, RPG that's, like, really... It's apparently, like, very accessible in a way that, like, it, is, it just yeah. kind of went to a different level of pop culture that, like, it, like, a bunch of people that don't know games play, like, Skyrim and Fortnite and Minecraft and Among Us like specifically that like it, it it reached new demographics and so they if they just keep putting it on shelves people buy it out of like familiarity oh my at this God. point that bodes that bodes so ill though for for the next elder scrolls if they're gonna make it for oh yeah also that. everything bethesda's done bodes really ill for the next elder scrolls that's true yeah that's very like, true as well they haven't made a single half decent game since fallout 3 and that was a I long say... time ago <laughs> Honestly, I like I like Skyrim. It's not like super well written, but I like the fact that they they stepped back with the RPG elements. The the character system is so simple, and I think the perks are really kind of good. Dark Souls uh, just they, broke it for me because it, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, it came out the same month, and Dark Souls was so compelling and so interesting to play. And then I go into every time I because I, I, I also had a 360 copy of Skyrim, and like every time I loaded it up, it's like, all right, we're in the gray world. There's a wolf every now and then. You whippy whappy at people. Everyone talks in a weird monotone that like doesn't have the weird, creepy intrigue of a Dark Souls game, but it also doesn't have the compelling character drama of like a Bioware game. So it's just like and the level design. Greetings, adventurer. Also... Blah blah blah. Yeah, you go. The level and, yeah, design. 
I've always felt that it was so lacking in It's in so Bethesda boring. Games. You go into a dungeon, it's like it's a cave. It's like a snaky cave. There's no branching <laughs> yeah. paths. And at the end you open a door that go takes you back to the beginning of the cave. It's like, oh, I don't have to run back. That's kind of nice. But like I they're played... all that cave they're all that cave. Yeah, that's true. It's like fucking even, Goldshire like, in World of Warcraft. It snakes, it's like the same it like I've been doing this way. before. Yeah, I, I played uh, Enderall, which is like a total conversion for, for Skyrim. So it uses the same engine and has the same lim technical limitations. But the level design, it's like an amateur game. I think it's on sale now on Steam, but when I played it, it was free. Yeah, um, it's been nominated a few times on my Patreon too. It is so good in terms of level design. In terms of a lot of other stuff, it's worse than, <laughs> than, you'd, than you'd expect. Maybe it's better still than Bethesda. I think I still think it's the most fun like, I've had. At this point, I'm more in, interested in Enderol and Fallout California than I am in actual Bethesda games. Oh, yeah. So I'm that's just like, definitely eh, fair. The, the fans might have better ideas. because That's definitely fair. Ender, Enderol is a, an amazing yeah. experience. I think in terms of storytelling, it falls into the pitfalls of amateur storytelling later on. But yeah, like but Skyrim, the, like the, le the level design is so boring. The voice acting and dialogue <laughs> yeah. is so boring. The combat is so boring. And then the world. The world took, as well. They, re they replaced the beautiful planes full of fairies and bullshit from uh, Oblivion. It had random hell gates. And there's like, just what, a, what a bizarre, fun visual mess to go through. They replaced yeah. that with just gray slopes. <laughs> And it's like yeah. I want to die. I, I I I I've never blasted more than like four hours through Skyrim before. I just like I put it down and then I just never picked it up again because there's just so many cooler games and I'm so confused with how popular it is. But then again, here we are with Fortnite. So I'm I'm I, on the wrong side I, of history. I made a video on the launch <laughs> day of Fortnite Battle Royale where I I fucking sneered at that and laughed at their stupid embarrassing game. Like ha. Their game that was that I was looking forward to, but came out and was trash, and it's not, and it's also not popular. So they're trying to really in desperately your... turn it into a PUBG, and then like that video didn't age well because now now it's like the most popular game in the world. In your defense, uh, the reason why Fortnite is good has more to do than how it plays. It also oh, yeah. has to do with its gameplay, but the it's the way it's, it's cartoony designed, and it's free. Yeah. And unlike and PUBG, it, so it ca captures yeah. a younger audience more. And then once you snowball that younger audience, it just becomes... Oh, you're good to go. It yeah. just becomes <laughs> the social hangout place that everyone doesn't want to be left out of in high school and middle school. And so people are just there, like, out of, like, the need that they have to be there to belong. Because that's what everyone in school desperately wants, is to feel like they're a part of something and in a group. And, know, and like, they're in on the thing. So everyone, like... Everyone flocks to TikTok. Everyone flocks to Fortnite. Like they, they all like try to be in the same place because that's where everyone else is, and they don't want to feel like the excluded person in like the tribal, like bullying, garbage way that children behave at each other. And so, like, yeah, it, it just becomes a self perpetuating thing where like Fortnite just wins because it's itself, and like being a better battle royale is actually not conducive to improving their profits. Like it's just get more cosmetics, throw events and come up, have as many FOMO mechanics as you can, because the fear of missing out is why your entire audience came there in the first place. And it's going to be forever as well. It's not one of those games that maybe <laughs> oh, yeah. in the future is going to be different. No, no, that's forever until they decide to stop it. It's going to be always like that. Oh yeah. It's always, it's an emotionally <laughs> exploitative game by design. Because yeah. they, they, they they saw their chance and they took it. And it's like, ugh. I just I wanted Fortnite. The one that they announced in like 2012. I wanted to play might, that game. And it never it came out. It might have good, actually. Yeah, it looks good. <clears throat> have you seen the original I mean, trailer again, from like eight years ago? I did, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it was like, oh, the, yeah, the, it's like Minecraft, because in Minecraft, there's this day-night cycle where monsters come out, so you gather stuff during the day, and, like, those opening moments of Minecraft where you don't have, like, a super established base where you're just safe all the time, or you're just in mines and don't even know what time of day it is anymore, like, <clears throat> like the opening hours of Minecraft are really exciting and chaotic, so, like, if they made a, yeah. if there was a game built around that, of that day-night cycle and building a base... And, uh, like, you go out and scavenge buildings and get, like, you're, you're, like, awkwardly making, like, armor out of stop signs and shit. And then you come back and you try to wear out the hordes. Like, that would there be a cool is another, game. There is another game that replicates that opening the Seven hours. Days to Die, I think. Seven Days to Die. I think it does better yeah. than Minecraft. Because Minecraft I, is I not wish... as complicated as, as it seems at first, I mean. Yeah. Uh, and Seven Days to Die is a little bit more complicated. And it gets steadily more complicated uh, so even if you're a good player, the beginning is still is still, it's just oh, yeah. you know it's a janky game. But you that know, is the you, of thing. It's like it, part of, part of me just wishes for better on that level. <laughs> it's like I I just wish it didn't look and play like that though. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like the idea is the, the idea matches, but I'm like, hmm, I'm gonna I, you got to really learn to love that. <laughs> you got to really learn yeah. to love that. I mean, you get you get past it. I think like you yeah. have to get past it as well with Minecraft because it's like people uh, who see Minecraft for the first time. I loved it. You know what I mean? No, the Did art. You de- like it from the, the, yeah, the, art, the art design of Minecraft's great. I love it. Yeah, it's so much. Yeah, I, I don't like looking at at uh, Seven Days to Die at all. No, I don't like it either. But the, I also don't like looking at Minecraft too much. I mean, default Minecraft. Once you start building no, things my, and no, my, just making Minecraft's beautiful. In fact. Uh, it's only the more that they update it and add stuff that slightly contradicts the art style that it looks a little worse each year. I agree with you. The, like they, they keep devo- they keep uh, kind of like turning away from the original blocky design to have things that have more polygons and more design like complicated. Yeah, you can't make it noisy. Them. If you, if you it's, yeah. you're gonna stick to the design, it can't be as noisy. Like I remember being off put when they added capes to like the Xbox version or something, and I was like, no. That's not that doesn't work. That clearly doesn't match the art. But I'm the I'm the asshole that everyone's mad at because I play like Celeste and I'm like those portraits like, those portraits yeah. and that text do not match the resolution of the, the pixels pixel are art. not the same size. Yeah. I'm like this game has a pixel art style, but only in the in-game graphics. Think, because whenever a dialogue think, box comes up, it's vector art. I'm like, that's not correct. It has to be pixels I think too. You're, uh... <laughs> I th- in your defense, you're just not accustomed to that style of games. There's a lot of games that do that on purpose. I hate it's it. Like a, <laughs> like it's like obviously artistic... Celeste is great and all that, but I'm just like I hate that choice. <laughs> it's an artistic choice, not just a mistake. Or, yeah, no, I don't think I it's mean... a mistake. I'm sure they know what they're doing, but I'm saying like uh, that <laughs> yeah. that I see that and I'm like those things don't match. No, that's wrong. <laughs> like a, a, a yeah. pixelated game. The the point of making a pixelated game is like that kind of commitment to the idea of like we're gonna use this retro aesthetic and so like. Using it selectively when it doesn't feel like a deliberate choice that like really is making a point of any kind is like mm-hmm. like like when Undertale deviates from its pixel art in big crazy moments, it's clearly a crazy uh like creative choice that is really impactful on the audience. You're like, oh fuck. Like suddenly this isn't <laughs> pixelated and like that's fucking weird and it's clearly on purpose. But in Celeste, it's just like now the whole game's pixelated, but all the dialogue portraits are vector art and they're with perfect resolution. And, and the animation are pixel yeah. perfect as well. The animations, there's a lot of animations that are. It's so distracting. <laughs> I th- I uh, I have been playing in and out Celeste, and uh, I cannot. Un- I will take the opportunity now to say I don't understand how you have had so much difficulty with the game. That's fine. Everyone does <laughs> fucking Andrew is like a super platformer boy. No, I like it's it's I think it's it's an amazing platformer. I love it. 
It's it's uh it's just I I understand I, that you I, didn't I, find I, the I just grew up playing I just grew up playing like Super Mario Sunshine and Banjo Kazooie, like 2D platformers. I'm not trained on, so like they're so hard. <laughs> they're like a game like I, that is so hard to keep up with, and people like Andrew will just blow through them. It's I also like I, it's it's also like how like I I like Nightmare King Grim in uh, Hollow Knight. I literally had to give up on. Like I fought him for so long, and I'm just like, this isn't happening. Like I'm not even making progress. Like I'm not even. I'm not even <clears> like there's and th- like there's not even a sense that I'm even slightly getting closer. Like you and like I don't have the health bar in it. Like a Souls game to be like, okay, I made it that far. Like if I could just, I can see how far I made it in the health bar. Like if I could just do like last twice as long, I'll win. But like in Nightmare King Grim, it was completely hopeless for hours. Uh, fucking so Andrew he's... makes like a 20 minute video where he, he like does the entire DLC <laughs> unlocks the first boss fight beats it unlocks the second boss fight beats it and it's like that's the whole video with no edits <laughs> like alright cool fucking fine everyone watch that one <laughs> I, I grew up playing Sonic uh, Sonic 1 through 4 I mean the fourth one is Sonic and Knuckles but still um, and um, I Mario I could never get into Mario because I played Super Mario Bros uh, the first one. I don't even like. And, 2D. I don't like two D Mario. <laughs> and I, I couldn't uh-huh. get past the first level. I literally, I tried it for uh, not hours, but a bunch of time, and I couldn't get past the first level because I always died in the stupid ravines or some turtle beat me, and I'm like, but Sonic has rings. That's so much better. And so I, I never played Mario. Rings are so much better. <laughs> it, it is so much better. It's just so good. <laughs> like you get hit no, it doesn't matter look at all the rings flying all i like over the, the place. ring sound more than the coin sound <laughs> when you pick them up uh, i guess yeah the one that is now I used mean, at gas stations across america is it really yeah i don't i don't know which one came first but when you, if you open up the door to a gas station in the united states like a convenience <laughs> store like a 7-eleven or whatever the, the door makes the sonic That's the hedgehog a, pick up a ring sound because it's like a, i think it's just a stock noise so wow. no uh That's, so no what so the reason for that, Sega made that sound. That's their own sound. They own the license to it. Uh, the reason you see that sound uh, show up in American gas stations, there's a video that uh, a YouTuber called Nexpo did where he was like, look, I'm fucking tired of hearing it. How the fuck does this sound <laughs> end up in my gas stations? And so it turns out that Sega was sold to a company that makes ATM machines. And when they bought Sega, <laughs> they gained access to that, to uh-huh. that sound library. And so they added that sound library to one of their ATM machines, which then happens to be one of the most popular ATM machines you or uh, cash wow. registers used in the United States. And so that's why most gas stations have that is because they buy that specific uh, thing. <laughs> that's from surreal. The, a specific user. Yeah, it feels like you're pulling a prank on me, honestly. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's stupid and it's simple, but that's like every time you encounter it, it you're like, is anyone else noticing this? Like, this is fucking weird, right? I feel like I've never that, said yeah. it out loud before, but like I'm so clearly aware that it's the same sound from Sonic, and I'm like, why is that happening? The the only similar thing that happened to me once was uh, I was in, I don't think I was in the theater in the movie theaters or theater. Um, I think I was outside or something. There's like these. There was uh, yeah. I, was, I think I think it was like in the shop. It was in the shopping center, and uh, there were there. There's these loudspeakers playing music. And then the music stopped and the sound of Google, uh, the, you know, the Google Assistant came up, that sound. And everybody looked up and everybody started messing with their phones and then the music came back. That was the only thing, but like, mm-hmm. obviously everybody knew what was going on. <laughs> but like, I, I think if I heard the sonic sounds when I went to an ATM machine, I would freak out. 
I'd be like, what's it's no? very strange. It'd be like getting in an elevator and hearing like the star music from Mario. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I gotta go somewhere. I gotta be somewhere. I don't know what it is, but I gotta go. <laughs> music fucks yeah. with you like that. Or if you, if it has a specific context and you hear it out of its context and you're not ready for it, it's just like, like yeah, it's I was love's tell- thing. Yeah, like I was telling Andrew, like mine, <laughs> one of mine is that like there's that song like, do you hear what I hear? And like I never heard that holiday song. In any other context, I only know it from Gremlins, which is a, a comedy horror movie. But it's definitely on, leans towards the creepy side, especially when that song is being played in like the in like so that's the, always creepy the story. for you. And like the lyrics are creepy because like if you know it from a horror movie, it's like, "Do you hear what I hear? Do you see what I see?" and stuff like that. Like it's creepy lyrics for a mm-hmm. horror thing, and it fits. It's why they chose it, I'm sure. But like I went my like my whole childhood never encountering that song in the wild for the point where for all I know, it's like Home Alone where the movie inside the movie is fake and they just made it for the movie. Like it could just be a song from Gremlins. But then like yeah. randomly, I'm like 25 years old, years old in a store and I hear it pl- playing over the radio. But like I don't even register at first that I'm hearing and all I know is that I'm weirdly uncomfortable and I feel like I need to leave. <laughs> And yep. like, why do I feel like I need to leave the store? And I wait for I'm like I'm like interrogating the thought for a while, and then I realize that that fucking song is playing. And I'm like, I didn't know this. I was at the point where I didn't even know the song was real, as in like a thing that was outside of Gremlins. <laughs> Here, I I want to leave the store because of the music, but the music is just I like the 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 grocery store that I go to has the song as music on the loudspeakers. That is so bad. It's like an indie band from here. Or something from here from Portugal or something. It is like it's purposely made to be as bad as it can be. Everything is so bad about that. It's like garbage. It's so bad. It's not even bad as in when people say that, oh, that music is bad, even though other people like it. No, that is is bad on purpose. Like I swear, they, they it's a they're pulling a prank. I asked I asked the people who work there about the the music that plays, and they said, Oh, I don't even listen to it anymore. I like <laughs> I tune it out, which makes sense because they work there all day. Uh but like, oh my god. I bet it's like the band of the nephew of the owner of the grocery chain or something. It's just like, <laughs> I have this band. And it's like, the, the guitar souls are terrible. The drums are awful. It's, it's repetitive over, like, ah. <laughs> Like you expect would, to find I, out that they're selling albums at the register? <laughs> I, I mean, I would, I would not be surprised, honestly. <laughs> Feels like it'd be uh, the goal, like the point of all that, yeah. I mean, yeah, makes sense, yeah. I don't know. I don't. But so, do you hear what I hear? Sounds like an upgrade to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sick I, of it. I haven't heard it that many times outside of one of my favorite movies. I don't. I I'm at the point now where I don't even. If I go outside, I never. I don't do so without headphones in, and mm. my headphones can just block out all sound. So I don't. I don't have to deal with that <laughs> because I don't want to. Like I, I, I've done, I worked retail. I know what it's like going into like listening to the generic ass radio station that they pick. And it's usually, so like if you go to a grocery store, it's usually a really, uh, low mellow song. You don't even notice it really because it's supposed to be like an elevator. It's supposed to be like an elevator (laughs) music where you forget that it is, it's there, but it's like enough that you feel calm and like, content with it like it's not offending it doesn't do anything that like you know upsets you it's just just music i will record it next time i go to the groceries i will record the song because i'm sure it's going to be playing like some horrendous riff and just awful it's just uh and i'll and you'll see next uh, the next uh, podcast i'll show you some some clips i just, I just and, feel so uh, bad for people that have to work at places that where music plays yeah 
it's always the <laughs> yeah. ti- it's always the tiniest list of songs like i just remember working at best buy and hearing can't be tamed i can't be tamed from like some miley cyrus song and it was just i i, I was like i'm so done with the song and it keeps coming are, back are you sure like, every hour are you sure that's not just normal radio because that's what i f- feel that normal radio is like it's always the same songs over and over again it's it, it I don't, it's a uh, Radio, radio at least usually evolves more over time, and it has a larger list oh, of yeah, songs. A retail yeah, place feels like it has like six songs sometimes, and it's always that one Tom Petty song about flying because it's such a, it's such like a vaguely liked and inoffensive song with no, like re- things, nothing that people read into or anything, and and it's just like it's just palatable enough to everybody, so it's on every single retail place's soundtrack seemingly, and it's just. Uh, so just, just, you get to listen to it every hour of every day for like a year and a half <laughs> it's, and it never goes away yeah that sounds I'm like sure. a personal problem yeah I'm sure and then that I, changes and then I person. quit <laughs> you didn't quit from the music problem solved he's like oh, I will not work at a place with such uh... retail's a miserable job Like every, everyone that works there I just feel bad because like they just Every retail job in America and probably most places really is just like this miserable experience of like it's designed around the idea of cust- of every employee gonna that's is just gonna come and go in the span of like six months or so anyway like everyone's just temporary and they're gonna go away so you don't invest in like training them properly for their job and you don't really try to like make any of them like their job because even if they did like their job they're mostly a bunch of like teenagers that are gonna be gone soon anyway because they're that's the turnover rate. And but also like the company practices are always complete trash and basically like bordering on abusive to their employees in many cases. And their expectations are always like misapplied. Like they want you to like obsess over things that don't make you do your job better. And because it's just so some guy in a suit feels like he's like accomplishing something somewhere. So like he just keeps they just keep implementing new policies every few months just to kind of feel like their jobs matter and at the top and so everyone gets to just kind of suffer through it all the time and then that's that's before you just get the music and shit yeah (laughs) yeah stephanie's talking about like hey the music the christmas music's already started here comes the month of nothing but christmas music every day all day while already doing a stressful job that you hate where it feels like you're very the very structure of the company you're working at is itself against you (laughs) On top of dealing with the customers that just are awful. Yeah. And uh, never again. I thought Christmas music would start earlier, honestly. Uh, I think it started a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, because in the US, like, it def- it's after th- uh, Thanksgiving. That's when Christmas starts. Not always. <laughs> no, oh, it starts uh, yeah. earlier? Not always. It, yeah. uh, it can often start before Thanksgiving, frustratingly. Okay, that's just like, like Europe then. Just, oh, God, stop. Here in Europe is like... Halfway through November, and that's when Christmas starts. Yeah, Thanksgiving oh, no. is a very non is not a very committed uh, holiday in the United States. There isn't that much decoration and stuff tied to it. It's like mostly Halloween yeah. and Christmas that have like a, like a whole ritual and products for it and everything. Thanksgiving is kind of like a it's, it's a mostly just a buffer. dinner. It's just it's hard, yeah, it's hard to Thanksgiving capitalize is a, on the dinner. Thanksgiving is just a buffer before you have to start decorating for Christmas after Halloween. You just get this like one yeah. month where you kind of relax. You don't have to really do anything. You throw like you throw some orange leaves around and maybe a pumpkin. <laughs> and you're like, ta-da, fall. 
But then, like, then, once thanks, the moment Thanksgiving's over, there are a, a huge set of people who are just like, it's time now. And they just begin decorating for Christmas. Yeah. Like, uh, Halloween, like my, Halloween and especially Christmas basically transform stores here. Like, they yeah. become different stores during those periods. Thanksgiving, there's just that one table in the corner covered in pumpkin pies. Like here, here hey, you, you can get them all over here. Not after and I'm then, done. And with then it. over there, there's a table <laughs> covered in like Hawaiian buns or whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's just like a few sweet ta- rolls. You mean the sweet rolls? Yeah. Hawaiian buns. God damn it! Isn't I there like a brand like that? This. What's the uh, yeah they, red yeah, bag they, sweet rolls? What's that? Oh, one? those are nice. I think we have them here in Portugal. Uh, we called them yeah the king, king, uh, king's hawaiian original hawaiian sweet rolls yeah that's the ones that people usually get a lot it's that one like that one orange bag that's like a tray of them <laughs> yeah well that's kind yeah. of inter- it's i i wonder i wonder where we got our cake that looks like this uh because do, do you know the ukulele that is traditionally hawaiian yeah that's basically a portuguese instrument that portuguese sailors took there like centuries back and uh it's just it's it's a slightly different, but it's mostly the same, uh, and it has a different name. It, it's played a little bit differently on the, all that, but it's um, the 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 cultural interchange there is kind of interesting to think about. And these look so similar. I'll I'll show. Let me. Yeah. Uh, I'll show what, you the, the sweet uh, wine rolls. Yeah, I'll uh, arrufadas are uh, arrufadas. That's the plural version uh, of uh, the Portuguese version. But uh, let me see if I can find. A picture, of course, none. This is not very enticing because they're not so much cake, it's just kind of like kind of kind of sweet bread. Yeah, we call cakes everything that is sweet. That's why I say that we got cakes because we got yeah. cakes. But then I show that's... you the cakes, and you're like, That's not cakes, and I say, That's cakes. <laughs> that's not cakes. Does that look does that look like you're uh... about to come out and call those honey cakes, aren't you? They're not made with honey, we don't use honey very often. <laughs> only for special <laughs> occasions and long only, long yeah. controls <laughs> <laughs> oh i wonder if it's uh if it shares the same route if we brought them from hawaii maybe stuff just gets around like, I, I think about like the the anthropocene reviewed episode by john green that just talks about like the marvel that is the hawaiian pizza because the Hawaiian pizza oh, yeah, that's interesting. is single hand. It's like simultaneously from like six different cultures, like the different, like the ingredients and the style. Cause like, it's like, what is it? Like, it's like a, an American amalgamation of like an Italian dish, but then like also each ingredient is from a completely different location in the world. So it's only possible in the modern society to have like the Hawaiian think, pizza. Isn't it like a Greek uh, immigrant to the, um, to the U S no, no, yeah, the, the there's a, Hawaiian. There's a, yeah, there's like a very pineapple. fun sentence. <laughs> yeah, there's like yeah, there's the yeah. I remember seeing that video. Do you like Hawaiian pizza? Yeah, I like I it do as not. well. I'm that person. <laughs> it should not be. Allowed. No one can stop me. It's so nice though, because it's a nice mixture nope. of of uh, nope. of sweet and sour. And you do not put wet things on pizza. That's fucking gross. That, Don't. What do, do you that. think? Toma- tomato is wet. Tomato is wet. <laughs> Cheese is what? also wet. Yeah, we're talking pizza about most, is wet in most, general. Most things on pizza are vaguely wet. No, 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 no. Not unless no. you're burning no. it. I know you've. I know you used to not, live near Little Caesars, but there's also good oh, pizza in the world. Not to the same extent. Okay, so sauce is different. Sauce is something. It's part of the foundation. Yeah, but like I have tomato slices on my pizzas. 
What? No, yeah, don't put great. fucking no. It's Tomatoes wet. Great. Don't do that. You're what wrong. About, Everything you say what about is wrong. Olives though. Do you put olives? Uh, olives? Only if they're dried olives. Olives are on the combination oh. pizza, but I, I don't love them. I like. Olives, yeah, I but, also don't like olives I'll, on I'll, pizza. I'll eat a combination you, pizza though. But I like you get, uh, you get two, a little bit wet. <laughs> a little bit wet. You, you get like, two like, things you could put on pizza: meat, anchovies, or meat. That's it. Uh, you don't get to put anything else no. on pizza. You need so cheese. pepperoni, uh, chicken. Need, I like my chicken ranch pizza. Beef, whatever. What ranch? What the yeah. fuck? White, you, got your, no, you, got, ranch, you got you got you got your white sauce instead of the tomato sauce. You got your chicken. And you got your like your bacon and your tomato in there. Then of course like you got like your Hawaiian pizza with like the ham and the the pineapple. No, and all ranch that. is too strong. Great. Ranch is way too strong. I, I live feel. on two types of pizzas: you flat ranch pepperoni and cut pepperoni, <laughs> and that's it. There's no other. There's Flat no other pizza. And cut pepperoni. I found. I found the sentence. Uh, it's the sentence is but globalism of pineapple pizza in particular goes even deeper, stretching across much of the world. Because Hawaiian pizza was invented in 1962 by in Canada by a Greek immigrant who was inspired by Chinese cuisine to put a South American food on an Italian dish that went on to become the most popular not in Hawaii but Australia. Where at least according to a survey printing in Pizza Marketing Quarterly, pineapple is the single most popular pizza topping. <laughs> Thank you, that, Andrew. And yes, there is a, p- a magazine called I'm Pizza kidding. Marketing Quarterly, and it comes out once a month. <laughs> Everything oh about God. that sense is a ride. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should watch the Anthropocene Reviewed. And by watching, I mean, I mean listen look, to because it's a podcast. A lot of people can be wrong about something. We've That's seen that over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And this is the thing you're wrong about. <clears throat> yeah. Look, everyone, you do as not long put, as very often as the populace the, the populace is generally wrong. Like they think that Skyrim and uh, Fortnite good. are the best games, and they think that Hawaiian pizza is bad. This is all consistent. No, it's, they're wrong about I, everything. Just <laughs> because right. it's the most popular doesn't mean it's the most it's liked by the most people because it could be the most popular. Australia as has it. Congratulations, Australia! You did it. You got one thing right. Do. Maybe yeah, other stuff. I don't remember. I haven't been keeping score. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't understand how it's appealing at all. It's For so me, good. But, Sweet and savory is a great combo. It's like it's yeah, like when people absolutely. put like uh, yeah, tomatoes or lettuce or like what. Or like, or, like, or, like, or, like, or like sweet cheese and savory, and like, like you can take a, you can take strips of bacon and cook them up, and then you like split, you like, you dice them to little tiny pieces, like bacon bits and stuff, and then you mix that into your waffle, and then you make your waffle, and then you pour the syrup over your like finished waffle that has bacon in the waffle, and it's fucking great. That sounds sweet, good, sweet and savory is a really normal mix. <laughs> you guys not, no, have, I put blueberries in got, my waffles. That's why you got like sweet and sour sauce and other things like that. Have you guys or, not tried cheese and marmalade? It's so easy. Or like spicy and sweet sauce. Nobody or, ever tries cheese and marmalade. I'm alone in the world. Like Panda, I mean, some, some Panda people, I've never had marmalade. Uh, yeah, I've like, never, like I've Panda never Express. They serve up Jam like I, they have the sweet fire chicken, which is pineapple chicken with hot sauce. It's great. Normal jam works. Normal jam works with cheese. Just mix it up because it's sweet and the cheese is a little bit sour, and it's that's that's a good one. Or it's great by Panda and, Express standards, anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> For me, pizza as long as the crust is soft. As long as there's plenty of cheese, and then you add whatever else, meat and things. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll eat most pizzas. I just don't want fish on it. No, no, fish oh, is no. Specifically, I don't want anchovies on it. I, I would have fish on <laughs> yeah, pizza. Yeah, that's the worst thing. <laughs> I, could, I could totally have a fish pizza. I just don't want to have anchovies. it's so salty. Specifically. It's so salty. I, yeah, like, I do not. I just get creeped out by things that are still the shape of the creature. 
<laughs> like when you eat calamari and it's just an entire baby squid or whatever, it's like ah. And I want to put sp- should... like spider shaped things in my mouth. Yeah, I don't like I don't like uh, I don't like fish on pizza, but I don't. No, I don't know. That's I want that seems a fish weird pizza. to me. I want pizza now. Where can I order a fish pizza? Like good fish, not that. What? <laughs> what do you mean fish pizza? The same way you'd have like chicken on your pizza, just like the chunks original, of fish. I'm like thinking the original about that now. pizza. The original pizza is fish pizza. Ah. That's the you know the, the yeah the the one that started in Italy. That's basically I want, I want some like, like nice with... nice flaky fillet on my pizza. That could be good. Uh, that's I don't know. You probably you can make it yourself. It's not. It can't be. Too yeah, good. I have to figure out like how you plan the rest of the pizza around the fish. Oh, that's the easy bit. You just yeah. buy the like. like what the, do you go for there? <laughs> you just buy the it pre-made because you know they sell it no like i mean like what i mean like what's good like what is the good way to make a fish pizza is the question i mean not like oh, not like how do i, I how do i accomplish a pizza that sounds hard no i mean like <laughs> how, like what's correct yeah i don't it's, know it's, it's, it's flavor coordination it's all flavor coordination yeah that's the tricky part that's why i always go for i eat this alone that's it but no, i've been, I've been annoying people with my crazy people dish because what i do is i uh god it's been a bit <laughs> so i'm trying to remember but like i take like I take like a couple of bell peppers and dice those up and then I dice up an onion and then I take like a can of like diced uh, pineapple and I take uh, I found uh, I found uh, pineapple meatballs you can buy at the store. So they're pineapple oh my God, it started meatballs. so well and where are you going? Uh, yeah. And then I and then uh, <laughs> and then and then and then you have like diced ham. It's like you just kind of it's uh, the the art the art is just figuring out the correct order in which to, to add them to the pan as you cook them all because there's different different rates for all these things. <laughs> And then oh, you, yeah, you, just, good, you yeah. just mix all that up, and it's just this really nice, like, va- it's vaguely like pineapple pizza adjacent, and it's like it's it's flavor profile because it's got like the ham and the and the pineapple meatballs and the pineapple with the bell pepper pepper and the onions. You got get the you definitely you definitely start with the onions because you got to get those you got to get those oh, yeah. go, go those going. But it's like you just get love- this bowl, and I'm like, I love it. I like this. I like what this turns into. Throw on some red pepper I, flakes midway through. I just. I just looked it up, and apparently marmalade is borrowed is a, wor- a borrowed word from Portuguese marmalada, which is <laughs> what I call it. Um, so funny that, and no surprise that I like it. Uh, but it's also a, a plant that I know how it's called in Portuguese, but I never see it translated. It's called quince. And it's, it's like a very specialty plant because it's only made for marmalade. Not, it, you don't eat it, although you could, but it's just very... Eh. Quince. It's like a pear. Except... Like a pair on steroids, you know, it's like a weird thing. And uh, you, you make it like jam. It's basically a certain type of jam. But anything works with cheese. Like if you, the the reason why cheese and, and uh, ham works is because the ham is sort of, it sort of cuts the, the, the taste of the cheese. So you can cut it even more with sweet things. I, I yeah, just like it's easy and good. Although you, you shouldn't heat jam. <laughs> it gets watery. Grilled. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't do grilled cheese with, cheese with marmalade. That's terrible. Yeah, I have these. Uh, I have a few jams I got last time we were at Pismo, and there's like a like apple jalapeno jam and stuff like that. Like the, like some different like spicy jams. There's a there's a onion and garlic jam which I love, but uh, mm-hmm. I tried putting them in breakfast sandwiches because there was a. Uh, I have this little thing that 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 quickly puts together in three minutes, like a, a breakfast sandwich, where it, it cooks up the uh, the English muffin that you sliced open, and the uh, it makes a little egg patty out of the egg you crack into it, and then oh, I'm like, not sure that's gonna work. You kind of like jam. 
you kind of like open up a little trap door that drops the top half of the sandwich onto the bottom half when it's done uh mm-hmm. but yeah you try mixing the jam in and uh because the sandwich is pretty hot the jam just turns into like water and starts dripping out of every side it's like oh no i've made a mistake yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere yeah. like like you cannot get it hot like i don't put it in while it's cooking i put it in after it's done but it's like no even this, after this doesn't oh, work. even after yeah, yeah no it, it turns into water in the heat it's just so bad you can't you just there's a, there's a cap on how high you can get jam's temperature if yeah, you want to eat it true. <laughs> i feel like you can you can definitely solve this by not doing that yeah and just <laughs> eating That's, regular food that is what the story was <laughs> i'm looking up sandwich the story was uh, i tried rec- a thing and then it was like no that didn't work yeah I'm don't ever breakfast. try things no trying things is I'm great look- it's fun no. I'm looking up breakfast cha- sandwiches meatballs, and Andrew. everything no. looks so tasty. <laughs> Why do you have these things in the U.S.? We don't have uh, this. Mostly Have you violence. seen our obesity rate? <laughs> we have a lot of things that we shouldn't be eating. I mean, it's got bacon, it's got cheese, it's got eggs on top. It's I like it a lot. I mean, have you I seen my this. breakfast burritos I make? Uh, I'm not sure I have. I made, I, made oh. a stup- I made a stupid cooking video at one point for April Fool's. But yeah, it's like... Oh, I saw that. Yeah, because I like thought the, it was the, dinner. The onion, no, not, was, not that breakfast. Was bre- that's first thing in the morning. Oh my God, it's got eggs that makes it breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. Only it's for a, the British. That's that's not. It's like yeah, it's, you it's don't need eggs at dinner and, and lunch. Bell pepper, uh, onions, mushrooms, and just let those cook for a while, and crack some eggs over it. Mix that up. Uh, Holy crap! Pour that onto a. Uh, pour you are basically pouring it at that point uh when it's when when it's cooked you just pour that like onto a a tortilla that has cheese on it some mm-hmm. sriracha on that you got your breakfast that's dinner and lunch no i mean it's so strong i mean, I mean it depends on how I, it, it, early it does you wake pretty up. much it's pretty much enough for me to eat it's pretty much makes me skip lunch too but uh yeah. what do you mean it's strong what does that mean just like the quantity uh, yeah, but like like, like, an, feeling, like, an, like, a, like a full English breakfast, which is a nightmarish yeah. amount of food. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Full English. The full English scares me. You Google that, and it's like that's like infinite food. Think, what the fuck? Yeah, I, I, if I Google that, they they show me a serving for the whole family. That's, yeah, that's what it is. At least when you get like <laughs> what looks like a restaurant picture, where it's like, oh yeah, this one I'm seeing has like three entire sausages, a weird like isolated pile of mushrooms. Four, yeah, that's se- like more than four I... slices of tomato that aren't like in anything. They're just there. Like I guess they're seared I Googled, or something. I Googled the picture and it's got like four yeah. sausages, bunch of bacon. This is more than I eat for dinner yeah. and for lunch. Oh, it's a lot. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't eat this much food. They got weird black crackers. I don't even know what those are. But it's like I'm good two, with any. Like I'll eat two anything. sunny side up eggs, like three strips of bacon, a whole bunch of like mushrooms, other meat that's not the and sausage beans. or the bacon. And there's oh, beans yeah, there's like and ham. there's hash browns. But there's eat. also a side plate of like four slices of toast and then a coffee. And I'm like, that's the proper breakfast of the person next to you. This that's is not part of the. <laughs> it's too much. I I. I'm and okay with like ones, and it looks like a. It totally looks like a. It's these are definitely restaurant servings for one person that somebody ordered, and I'm like, that's a fucking nightmare. That's for that, people yeah, who wake I, up at like five a.m. If I woke up at five a.m., I would eat this. If I have no. a waffle, I'm full. Like a Belgian Jesus, waffle. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm out of, I'm out of space. I'll have a coffee. No, what I mean is like, <laughs> if you have to eat enough to make it to like. 1 a.m. 1 p.m. or something like that when yeah. you have lunch. My, my breakfast burrito no, doesn't have doesn't have this amount of mass. 
Like it isn't this big. Y'all need to learn yeah. moderation. Shit, I can I can <laughs> no, survive I don't need this. I, I can survive twenty four hours on a piece of bread. Come on, guys. Like that's not oh, good. No, that's easy. <laughs> that's I don't care what's good. It it works, and that's all it needs to do. It's at the not end of the day. You know, it's not working. That's I mean, true as well. Yeah, yeah, I know it's not working when I you know have to when I feel like shit. Your doctor's when I go to bed, not lying to you. <laughs> it could, that they could be. They could be. <laughs> they are lying to you only when it comes to spending money. That's where they're lying to you. This is not covered by your warranty. Wait, what's not warranty? What it's called? <laughs> I mean, if it I, makes you feel any better, my nutritionist keeps changing it. They're, uh, I am amused. Like, I found this picture. Like it's like, where did, where did you eat a full English breakfast in New York City? So it's like a fancy dining place. But like the fancy dining place has like three tiny mushrooms, one chunk of the weird toast, two strips of bacon, one sausage, uh, that's little, too little much, tomato, that's one egg. And it's like, it's like the whole thing looks like this, like the size of my fist. But I'm like, that's actually sane. It's that's, like that's how, that's, yeah, how you, that's that's how you get the level right. of variety that's in the other dish. But also, if you get, it's designed for one person to eat and not like be hurting themselves. Well, the problem is it because it's in New York, it probably costs like fifty bucks. It's just that if you, if you, it's just that if you keep that giant list of ingredients and and, and try to keep, reduce the portion <laughs> size, you just have one item of each type. Yeah, it looks like a museum of breakfast. <laughs> that's why it should be a buffet. It's not a buffet. What is it called when you go and serve? Self-serve, that's the one. Yeah, that's a buffet. That's there we go. Yeah, those are those are those are all closed now. <laughs> They're dead. Uh, that's true. Yeah, everything is closed dead. though. I mean, maybe not. How is everything in the US? Are, are things I mean, I, I I suppose it depends on state from state to state. Yeah, I was gonna say it depends on where in the US. <laughs> like every uh here maybe it's not in the purview of our We tried to get away with like, hey, what if basically <laughs> everything's open but you have to wear a mask? Uh, and then we had the biggest spike in the history of the pandemic. So that and wasn't guess who didn't great. follow directions? Everybody. Everybody. It's pretty. It's pretty rough. So guess who has to go back on lockdown? Everybody. Yeah. It is odd that people are <clears throat> people are continually complaining that they don't want to do this thing, and then the thing they don't want more happens. It's like I you get one or the other. You could yeah. just wear the mask yeah, for like a couple months and then never again. You don't have to. Once this is all over, you don't even have to touch a mask until the next pandemic. What, what really surprises me. You could soon. wear this mask for the rest of your fucking life because we'll never get over the pandemic. Like, those what, are your options. <laughs> what really surprises me here in Portugal, we don't get too much of an anti-mask movement, uh, even though there's definitely people who are against it. America uh, just has like a lot a, of a very large part of the population is like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. No matter also, how much except, was, like, well, well, except also it was when they get told what to do the and they do what they are told what like, to do. People are fucked like, when breathing becomes political. Yeah. That yeah, that definitely like, that someone spitefully will like hold their breath and die, and then there'll be like a news article about it. Well, I mean someone did hold their pee and die from it, so I, I don't know. Yeah, you can't don't don't it's do just that. everything's a <laughs> fight. Don't Every, everything everything's a fight. So even when the president like has a dumb flub where he says something stupid about like bleach. The people that are like Coffee. side that like side with him have to like like virtue for that and fight so hard for it. And no, be like, no, really I love actually. bleach. I have it every day with breakfast. <laughs> it's like I stop, guys. That's Jesus that, Christ, that's a thing to the side. Uh, here no, in no, Portugal, every, every I see, topic is a fight here. I see. I see some people like weirdly take pride in the fact that they can't bear having a mask on their face. Like they'll be wearing a, a mask and be like, "Oh, I hate this." It's like I can't breathe. You know, I'm like. The people people take pride in not being okay with wearing a mask in the sense of like yeah you know being uncomfortable and I'm like that's a sign of weakness because I have a mask and I'm comfortable 
Yeah. You're weak because you, you, you're, you're bothered you by that. And will not survive the pandemic. I mean, I can understand if people have asthma uh, and or maybe they have claustrophobic no, or maybe they... So the, you people, know, the people that are having t- difficulty breathing are having panic attacks because they, they, they're wearing yeah, a mask. And yeah, that mask I is a good realization that. that there is a threat like affecting you I and when you don't wear that. a mask you can ignore the weird world you go like everyone else is weird they're all gonna get it i'm not yeah. gonna get it and just like so the like, vaguely panicky reaction to like just having something on your face yeah, yeah i can understand like, people who have just a visceral yeah because you can definitely yeah. breathe with the mask it works but i hate fine. masks i fucking despise who, them but i'm not gonna kill who, myself like there's people <laughs> who take pride in not in in saying that they're not okay i i honestly the people that i've talked to that have had this reaction to me uh talking about I mean, it because people talk about it right that's and, fine uh, at least somebody owns up to their I think failure as a human. I, I don't think i don't think they're i think they're totally okay with it just they just like saying that they're not okay with it there's, like, yeah. I hate it, well, there's, or something there's like. the endless feedback loop of people that always just get together and get chummy and talk about how like then oh that new thing i don't know about that new thing the world's really going downhill and you just have that conversation every year about whatever the thing is that's happening right now and and it's 2020 so it's always the yeah. thing and it's always never the systematic thing that actually is causing problems. It's always like something really boring, like kids are using TikTok. And, <laughs> and it's like, oh, man, I hate they're on TikTok. World's really fucking. It's just, a, it's just on fire. We're not, it's fi- we're not on fire. It's falling into a pit of lava. We're not. That uh, I, I do. I do see that. that stuff a lot in weird ways where it's like. Uh, like the whole Tide Pod thing it was like, ah, the oh god, the world is fucked because our generation can't stop eating Tide Pods, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> aren't all of either. you like, <laughs> yeah? Well, it's like, I, it, it's a weird thing to say, like, yeah, but aren't I know, I know. you? Uh, but no, I'm saying they go like, oh, kids are so dumb and shit. It's like, didn't you raise them? <laughs> like, what? Did you not do your fucking job right? What the hell happened here? You're, you're, it's the people you raise eating Tide Pods, you dumbass. Like, what? Do your fucking job. <laughs> like, you're all, and you're also going to call them next time you have computer problems. Yeah. And it's like, I don't have Tide Pods. Because you just can't figure it out. It's, but, and it's also like that, that flavor of like how old people, older people almost take it up as like a self identity thing. Like, yeah, I don't understand computers. I'll never understand My computers. My dad is like that. Absolutely. It's the same like thing with masks. They're, that they're, I, they're, I, they're I really prideful the about not understanding it and they'll never yeah, learn yeah, more, yeah. like, out of like ex- a point for some reason. <laughs> yep. That is quite a that's quite a life to live on purpose. Does any of you do any of you know somebody? My dad is like this. Whenever he needs help with a computer, I go up there and I try to explain to him. And I know him already, so like I stop after immediately he starts with this. But like if I say, I don't know, um like cuz words are not, like the words in a computer are are used in a different context than they are used in real life. So if I tell him, "Oh, that's a folder over there," he's like, "What? What's a folder? A folder is this on, on my desk or something?" And, and he, he starts speaking he, he, like, like he doesn't understand metaphors. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, I, I just tell him exactly where to click, and he gets it's, super bothered. But but I'm it's not sure a he's... metaphor. That's what it is. It is <laughs> that's a what folder. Words are, that's how yeah. That's how words but are like, used. But a computer. Do you folder know anybody is like a that? Folder. Though? It's shaped like a folder. It looks like a folder. It acts I mean, just like a folder would. It holds things inside <laughs> of it. What what more do you fucking want from the word? You want it to I like know, actually man. be paper? You want it to like physically come out of your computer <laughs> and you open it and you're like, oh, all these icons on my computer are physically in my hands. Now icons? it's a real folder. Icons? Like, what is that? Icons is on the yeah, television. It's, a, it's an inability <laughs> to like abstract. Now, icons I, are I, on I, the television. It's not an ability though. It's on purpose. Yeah, icons are swear it's on purpose. I was walk. I was walking <laughs> a, a, a friend's mom through something when I was like probably like 14 or something. And I said, and I don't remember exactly what it was, but I just said, like, put your mouse on that. 
the way that you would like walk somebody to the, the commands of doing things. And she picked up the mouse and put it on that part of the screen. And I was so not ready for that reaction. <laughs> like that inability <laughs> to abstract the idea that like, no, I mean, you like you move this device to yeah. move the mouse cursor on the screen. It's like, it's no, almost she, like they specifically picked up the device and put it there. <laughs> no, they were. Yeah. It was genuine. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was not ready for it. I I experience that constantly. Um, it's <laughs> I'm sorry. My job. Yeah. It's so the way I look at it is you you when you're walking people through technical stuff problems technical problems you need to treat them less you need to treat it like you're trying to explain it to a dog where you know they're never going to understand because dogs can't That's, comprehend yeah. how computers work but you need to like do it well enough that they'll follow along so like a dog mm-hmm. you can teach a dog to to move in a certain pattern even if it doesn't understand why it's doing it and that's how you need to train technical support with humans yeah is you like, need to a, like, like a, a dog works like an individual factory line in factorio where it's like you just you make all you instead of get communicating the idea you want you just recreate each individual element of what you want as a sequence of things and that's like yes but then and then it just performs then, it unknowingly yeah but then that's exactly the what asks, you do the dog asks but why don't Which I, is nope. what my and dad does. If it, if it asks you questions, it. hit it. No, <laughs> I can't. no, don't ask questions. Do things. Don't ask questions. Dad. You can grab some paper, roll it up, pop them on the head. No, don't talk. <laughs> Only do. That's, if you talk, yeah. you're smart enough to figure it out on your own. If you're not smart enough to that's figure it out on your own, shut the hell up and I'll tell you how to do it. Like That's more or, that's, or less where it ends, yeah. That is the way, and that's the reason I love using software that lets me take control of other people's computers is because I, I have... Yeah, because I just tell, I, I literally, all I do is I go, oh, I'm having this issue. Thanks for telling me. Now just go do something else for like, and I'll call you when I'm done. They're like, well, what? About, nope, I don't need you. I don't want you here. I want you to go do literally anything else. You are nothing but a burden, a hindrance, and a piece of shit. Leave. I'll fix it myself, and then I'll come and, <laughs> and call you. Yeah, it's like, because you <laughs> fucked it up. I'm not here because you're a good person. I'm here because you're an idiot. You fucked up something up. So I'm going to fix it for you like the fucking moron you are. And then I'm going to call you and tell you, hey, it's good now. Come back. It's, it's all set. And you're going to go, wow, thanks. You're so smart. And I'm going to go, no, I'm not. You're just dumb. And then I hang up the call. <laughs> like every time, every time I hate that. When it's like, wow, you figured it out. No, you're just too dumb to see the obvious solution. <laughs> like that's not, I didn't rocket science my way into this solution. I, I did basic problem solving skills. Like baffling sometimes yeah. well, to watch you people. and several people your age that do this the stuff you do basically just got through the entire process of learning how to do it by just googling everything over and over again yeah how do you think <laughs> I, learned, you think I, yeah. I learned without internet but actually when i when i had my computer i learned everything without internet so Jeez. it was either i got my uh, when i uh when I had to re- reformat the computer for i got a virus or something i had to do it or i was out so that was it. Yeah, I know yes, a lot of people that's... that like got certifications and whatnot by basically just googling their way there, and then they're and then they have jobs about helping people that can't solve their problems when they themselves just like fake their way into head into this. Well, but they're like, qualified. Like, yeah, no, right? they're, they're qualified. But I mean, like, they just <laughs> like good. they 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 did like they didn't. There's no secret, is what I mean. Like, they didn't like yeah. do oh, a yeah, magic yeah. secret way to get their way, or they didn't go through like the official channels and like the really time consuming, heavily ritualized way, or like they didn't. It's not exclusive, it's not inaccessible. Like, it's the stuff's so democratized, the people that are helping people stuff themselves just Googled their way to where they are and are 
might Google the thing that that you're yes we need help yes with. we always Google <laughs> the thing you need help with because we're not a repository of all information ever yeah known. like in many cases we, like you're like they're like professional versions of the URL let me Google that for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's why it's so infuriating where it's like wow you're so smart it's like no I'm not it's the I'm level not, like, we're I'm dealing not, with yeah I'm not solving any problem I'm just I know how to find the answer to your problem like I, yeah I have like, I have family members I have legitimately re-explained how my what my job is and how it works like five times like front to back and none of it sticks they just, I cannot comprehend and they never will on any level like how my job <laughs> works what I do how it makes money or any of it like none of it just none of it I have a grandparent that just cuts asks every now and then about my podcast because they think that's my job you're doing and it it's now. like it's like it's like I, I like i technically have a podcast i guess but that's not really what the thing is like the podcast definitely isn't like an income yeah uh, but that's like the it's, one word they've that's stuck it's like all right well it's, it's good grandma she <laughs> 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 just blow through it at that point because you're like it's never gonna we're never gonna get she'll never remember it better than that I think, so it's like i got I that maybe- far yeah. Maybe she's she's asking that because she all she wants to know is if you're still doing it and if, if you plan on continue doing it. Because yeah, I but think even also, any job is sort of like that. But they also think my entire job is the podcast, but they don't really know what the podcast what that means necessarily it either. Is, yeah, <laughs> that's just what stuck with them out of all the like, not like the the YouTube or the Let's Playing or any other aspect of it. It's just like the, the mean, podcast is the one word that's common enough that they that they remember it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, and not that the nuances are or are not lost, but Let's Play is sort of like, I mean, yeah, it is also just a fancy podcast, really. I mean, people, some people watch Let's Plays for different reasons than than they would a podcast. But, you know, if a podcaster, if maybe, you know, you watch a podcaster that maybe you got the hots for them or something and, and you don't, you're not really there for, you know what I mean? Because some people watch watch Let's Plays just for the game other people for the personality and it's the same thing for the podcaster got the hots for them you know what i mean like (laughs) you shouldn't watch people for the hots of them (laughs) it's like a stream it's like calling if you if you say it's like a lot of people now say that you know you're just streaming your games on youtube uh maybe they don't do that but so much right now but they did like a year or two ago i got some comments every once in a while and people being like oh i really like this stream and i'm like it's yeah it's a let's play like a chuck tingle book Help! I'm. Chuck Tingle. I'm. I got. I have the hots for a podcaster. <laughs> Pounded you know in the butt I mean, by though. my podcast RSS feed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's different priorities, but it's just the fancy podcast. You know? Do you know who Chuck Tingle is? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know you know. Uh, that's just, that's, know a, ra- you that's know, a rabbit Andrew. hole. <laughs> well, we've this has come up before. But no, he has this this whole series of self-published books that are all like pounded in the butt by something or something. And oh. uh they're like I I don't even know if they're actually hot or not, or if they're just jokes, or they're both or something, but it's always <laughs> like homoerotic parody looking books, and there's like dozens or hundreds of them. And they <laughs> get increasingly meta at some point. Let's see, pounded by Pounded by the pound, turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. <laughs> uh, yep, that's uh, a lot. Leonardo DiCaprio finally wins his <laughs> award, and then it pounds him in the butt. 
uh, uh that's a little bit not pounded by anything while i practice responsible social distancing <laughs> and there's just a yeah, black guy the there's, just a, there's just a shirtless black guy giving a thumbs up and behind him is a t-rex in a suit <laughs> <laughs> i don't i can respect that that's just a, a that's, lot to a, take that's in. the hero we need in, this, in these trying times this it's oh my god there was a there was a humble bundle of these it was like thirty of these books. Humble my hands, my handsome bundle. sentient face mask protects me, despite the ridiculous conspiracy theories that he won't. That he won't. Also, he pounds my butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, pretty good. It's just a shirtless That's... guy, and then a face mask, and the face mask has a face. <laughs> that's 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 pretty good. Yeah. Uni- unicorn butt cops beach patrol. <laughs> Professor T Rex teaches me gayness. <laughs> every, I feel like he's make he's just simply making stuff to piss somebody off. Every single cover is uniformly absurd. I'm I'm not I'm not ready for it. Yeah, this seems Oppr- <laughs> oppressed in the butt by my inclusive holiday coffee cups. It's just a well, lot. I, I mean, it's Chuck Tingle. The name itself is like yeah. That's a pen name, right? Oh, and I, have, I, have, I, I don't know, but I, I, they're both great options. Pounded <laughs> <laughs> in the butt by my irrational, bigoted fear of humans who were born as unicorns using a human restroom. Oh, no. This, this, those are very a, long titles. <laughs> they're a lot. I saw that. I just saw it's that. It's a real that, threat that. right there, actually. <laughs> What were you gonna say, Colonel? I, uh, I was just saying that I, I was, I opened the, uh, I was actually seeing that, that title at the moment it was being read. I found Colonel. You found me. Oh. My ass is haunted by the gay unicorn, Colonel. Oh, <laughs> you found Colonel. A, a it's gay just, it, unicorn. These have kernel. to be like ten pages long, right? There's too many. <laughs> no, I mean he, they're full-on novels. Does he sell these or is he Patreon funded? What how does what is his job? What is his he life? He has like? ghost writers. He I'm sure he has ghost writers. Like look at the time he spends. Yeah, and they is that him on the him cover. In the butt. Is uh, that him on the cover? Let's see. No, it's uh, it's no, always random just stuff. A, this what's called okay. pounded in the butt by my by my book quote pounded in the in the butt by my butt <laughs> by my own butt. Uh, this one there on Amazon go. is forty pages. <laughs> okay, so they're tiny, so they're, they're, yeah. they're they're quickish. Yeah. It's. I think it's there, basically. I tell doing. the novel. It's nice to meet you. I'm Buck. I found. The, I found the best one. <laughs> not pounded at. Not pounded at the last second because consent can be given and revoked at any moment. And this is a wonderful thing that's important to understand. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's a. That's a book now. Donald Donald Trump pounded in the butt by the handsome Russian T-Rex who also peed in his butt and then blackmailed him with the videos of his butt getting peed on. What, there wait, is did not he a pee ca- in? Yeah, yeah he there's an in the in on, which is a bit of a problem. But there, yeah. there, the important thing is that there is not a character limit, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, obviously not. <laughs> pounded in the butt by the fact that it took less time for this book to be written and published than the entire length of... Tony Scaramucci's term as the White House communications director. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. That is uh 
That's <laughs> that is the novel equivalent of guns blazing. <laughs> that is a title and a half. Damn. There are there are no held punches with that title. Pounded you you get exactly by the bizarre assumption that Chuck Tingle books are just covers, not actual books. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say he has to have the best ideas for. for, for He's covers. living his best life. Good for him. But <laughs> somebody is. What are these? What are, do they have? Price? They're three dollars, aren't? Yeah, they're three dollars on Amazon. So like, Which, like a collector's. They're like microtransaction like books. <laughs> yeah, they're basically like little, and I, I imagine they're they're their own unique little dumb stories yeah. you could read to pass a toilet. Uh, toilet time or something. So you could probably sit there, take a shit, read a Chuck Tingle book, and move on with your life. <laughs> and that's either a long shit or a very fast forty-page read. I imagine it's a fast forty-page read. At what a, what possibly is going on in forty pages? I'm a very fast shitter. I don't have time. For <laughs> <laughs> what a declaration! I'm of I'm very. It's very much an in and out situation. There's a Bitcoin in my butt and he is handsome. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what I Bitco- Bitcoin is another author that makes books, but it's like pounded something else instead of pound my butt. <laughs> what could that mean? Oh, there was... A, I, uh, I vaguely was aware that this existed already, but then I got way more aware that it existed when there was an entire there was an entire humble bundle of these via because they'd sell books on Humble Bundle too, and it was yeah. like thirty of these, and I was just reading the titles, and I just <laughs> I couldn't stop. Like I had to just read every single one. Uh, Makes sense. They're pretty good. They're they a lot. definitely. Kissed on the wiener by my own wiener. Damn, that's saucy. <laughs> no, there's a there's a title that is not pounded in the butt by my book. Quote not pounded in the butt by anything, and that's okay. End quote, and that's okay. <laughs> the, the, the nested quotes. Yeah. There's, then there's a lot of there's a lot of books that are just clearly just angry at person in real life. Like this one's definitely mad oh, at the yeah. guy that was like that one pharma asshole that raised prices on a really life necessary drug and was ruining people. Where is it's that like, guy? It's like pharma bro pounded in the butt in by T Rex comedian Bill Murky while a clan of Triceratops rappers tries to get their album back. Like it's really specifically mm-hmm. the guy that has the uh, the uh, that uh, that album by what's the mar- what's the martial arts rapper group. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, the turtles? No, uh, they're real. Remember the Wu Tang <laughs> Clan? No the Wu Tang Clan. I don't know. Don't, they all know, the don't one... they all know martial arts? Isn't that part of the gimmick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, well, on the <laughs> yeah, yeah. I found the biggest title, <clears throat> but I don't know if it's. I, I've reached the Overwatch parodies now, where it's pounded in the butt by my own hook, and it's it's Roadhog photoshopped over the the dude and then there's a face on the hook because the inanimate object always also has a face <laughs> wait that guy has a four uh, as an eight pack yeah he's infinite pack i mean have that you seen roadhog eight- roadhog Dude. is huge he could probably by the physical A-pack. manifestation of someone else's doubt in my place on the autism spectrum because denying somebody's personal journey and identity like it is cre- incredibly rude so no thanks <laughs> there you go just, they just go they just fucking go no one can stop him no one can stop no one can stop chuck tingle 
<laughs> There's 21 pages on Amazon, basically. <laughs> so I think... <clears throat> oh, there's a sequel to the European Union one. Slammed, slammed by the substantial amount of press generated by my book, pounded by the pound, turned, turning, turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. <laughs> that, that's another, another nested well, book. Because these get these get written about, and so like there's like they they're out in the world, and he responds to the context too. <laughs> I like that the audio books are free. Looping. If you get them on Amazon, the audio books are free. The audio, they're all audio books. Wait, what? They have audio books. Yeah. <laughs> Not all of them. Some of them. Yeah. Just that's, that's really impressive. Fun. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Glad you guys this are is, enjoying Chuck Tingle so much. This is just a rabbit hole that brings joy. So um I could have used remembering Chuck to, Tingle existed like two weeks ago. <laughs> I guess we're gonna have to come up with a title for the podcast that is somewhere like this, somewhat like this. Oh god. No? I mean it's probably gonna be Wasteland 3 is a mess, because that was the majority yeah, of the podcast. This is just the yeah, weird. It makes sense. This is just the weird petering out part of the podcast where we get on a weird topic and then we're like, we should probably stop. <laughs> we do a viewer question. We haven't done a viewer question. I wanted Let's to, but question. it's so late that I'm afraid. It's we also got thirty late, minutes. Yes. Yeah. Do we have? To? <laughs> no, I mean, I try. Don't two hours. I try to make these two hours, so we just keep making uh, thought, three on yeah. accident. I guess this one's pretty funny to, to read now because it's we're so late. <laughs> oh. Creed asks, uh, hi there, uh, topical Halloween question. <laughs> what are your favorite and worst, favorite and worst horror theme games? Ooh. So I guess what's your favorite and least favorite horror game, I guess, or something like that. Uh, least favorite. That's the one that's going to be the hardest for me to figure out. I think my favorite, I, like, does Soma count? Yeah, it's a horror game. Yeah, it's horror. Because that's my favorite, then. Uh, we talked about good. it before. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah. discussed that. It's just so good in terms of an, just the narrative. And I feel like it touches so many interesting... I think, for me, what clicked for that game when was when Simon said something... Simon is the main character. Uh, and he says something about, I don't even know who I am because I'm not in the place that I was at before. Because he's basically in a city, and then all of a sudden he's not anywhere near where he lived. So and I, and I I was I was playing and I thought wow our identity is so connected to where we are as well that I and I never had thought about it but it's obvious cuz you know who we are is also made up of of where we are um and how we connect to the world around us not just the people but also the place and uh that's I think that that happens pretty early in the game and I, and that's when it clicked that this game was going to be you know thought provoking and I I loved it Oh yeah, Soma's just wildly interesting. Like I, I'm having trouble mm -hmm. thinking of anything else besides just Soma. <laughs> oh, oh, you can think. Mm -hmm. You can th think of all the games you've played in Halloween month. Yeah, but Soma's really, pick, Soma's really good. <laughs> I could pick another uh, one if you want to pick Soma. <laughs> you, you don't have to pick different ones. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I need to play their new one. Still I, I wouldn't really pick any of the Silent Hill games. They, no. all have, they all have their own different issues, and they all collectively suffer from just not being mechanically interesting. Mm. Uh, 
Someone gets away with it a bit by was... being a first-person game, which they're more about like yeah. learning how the, each individual enemy in a, uh, behaves and dealing with that. Honestly, I think the first Silent Hill is the best gameplay-wise. Gameplay-wise? I played... Yeah, I played... That was the only one that I almost finished, and I played the second and the third. And I played, the like, one of the recent ones. So I, you know, my experience is very, very... Not very uh, good. But I saw all of your Let's Plays, so I know the fourth one. And I think the first is the one that plays the best. Because you can flee from all the enemies, and it's very straightforward. You know what you're going to do, and know what, you know how you interact with the world. For me, I feel like the entire Silent Hill series seems like a more diluted and less mechanically interesting version of the first Resident Evil game. And that's at its mm -hmm. best. At its worst, it's even it doesn't even resemble that. And like and then it's just like a like 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 a I really like locations like the hospital and stuff like that in the Silent Hill games where you have this big multi-floor building and you have to figure out how to, how to navigate it. And there's like a series of key items you're going to have to find. And you're kind of like poking at this big puzzle box building like you're like trying to untie a knot in a little while. Like yeah. every time you're like planning your routes and checking your map and then uh, tr like potentially having to avoid the enemies and whatnot. Although really that's like my instinct of from Resident Evil informing that because in reality... Uh, ammo is often so plentiful in these games that you could just shoot all the monsters and then it's just, Not in it's Resident just a place Evil, you walk though. around. Not in Resident Evil, though, I feel. No, in, Res in, mean, Resident, e in Resident Evil, there's like risks and it's like every enemy that you fight... Not only are they ammo... Not only will they con uh, consume ammo that you may, may not be able to have long term... But even if you're actively shooting something in Resident Evil, if you, if it doesn't go right, you could still take damage. Like there's so many risks tied into Resident Evil, and it's so much more mechanically interesting. But in Silent yeah. Hill, you could just shoot the dudes, and like me running past enemies was entirely built around being conditioned by Resident Evil to think that I, there was a risk reward system involved. But really, in Silent Hill, you get given so much ammo, you can just shoot every enemy. Hmm. And the only way to change that is to switch to hard mode, which no one likes. Because the hard mode is horrible <laughs> in Silent Hill. It's not fun at all. It's just no miserable. <laughs> I like that. I've seen so many takes on the Silent Hill hard mode. It's just like a disaster. Like people like hard. Some people like the hard mode puzzles because they're like real head scratcher riddles to try to uncode. But hard mode combat, which and they're often specifically these are often two separate difficulty let it set, settings you change separately for a reason, is just miserable. <laughs> Especially the <laughs> boss fights, so you get like locked in a room with like a high damage dude that takes like infinite shots to kill, and it's just like this isn't fun because because like the the tool set, the mechanic set of Silent Hill just isn't interesting enough to make it an interesting hard challenge. It's like the it's like Oblivion again, where it's like I was like playing the tournament arc of Oblivion, and I was like, well, this is kind of boring and anticlimactic because everyone just keeps dying. What if I crank up this weird difficulty meter, and then it's like, oh, every fight takes half an hour. This isn't better. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's more of the bad instead of being yeah. better. It was bad before. Now it's more of the bad. Yeah, that's that's the that's the wrong way to do difficulty. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wouldn't really say any of the Silent Hill games, but I'm like part of me might potentially say like the remake of of, Res of Resident Evil One or Resident Evil Seven, but Soma's really good, even if it is more for the uh, story reasons. Although you do have to like yeah. Like figure out each boss, like each there. It's like a series of horror boss fights where each one has its own rules, and you have to figure out how to survive that. Uh, or in my world, I'd be like, my favorite horror game is Subnautica. 
because that was fucking terrifying. I mean, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Subnautica is like the scariest game I've ever played. <clears throat> I didn't play it deep enough to know the fear. I had the fear in the safe area. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't. That was. I think that's just more of a visceral reaction from you. Yeah. I yes. <laughs> I, I would say my, my least favorite is Penumbra 3, uh, which was mechanically boring as shit. Penumbra is um, rough. Uh, yeah, we, well, played, okay, we, we, we tried playing like the Penumbra trilogy or something, and like one of them just like yeah. doesn't have monsters. Yeah, that yeah, was three. The first one, isn't three it? is just like was it really three? boring. Yeah, it just it had like the dogs, and we were like, oh no, dogs. And then that was it, and we were like, wait, well, I'm sorry, was the dogs it? Did you Did you build all that for the dogs? And it was like, Oh, okay. I think the dogs might have been the second or the no. I think the I think the dogs were the the first game. Were they the first game? Yeah, I think that was the same game where we were I dealing think the with dogs the dogs in the first game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's it's it's the reference. Yeah, Penumbra Black Plague is the one that we played in like okay. four hours or something. And like yeah, that one had the uh, the reference to uh, the thing, the thing where it's like a no, dog kennel full of deaths. Uh, there was, also, there was there was one, but it was also the same just, one where you like there's a like you're you have like a something in, inhabiting your body like as a consciousness yeah, that you're trying one. to get out like, yeah uh i was, was yeah the there was one. a di- yeah there was a different penumbra but one of those were like the worst horror game that i've played where I, was I think like, wow, we just, just threw that away like i don't think we even i think, I think we recorded it and then we just deleted it yeah <laughs> it was, it was so great. Bad. <laughs> well even, it was just there yeah. was nothing to react to cuz it was just like if i played it now Part of me, like, like if I would put it now and alone, I might be like, oh, let's check out this environment and read the documents and maybe there's something interesting here. But at the time, we were just like, let's play the monster closet game with the monsters that chase you and you scare and you scream because <laughs> yeah. we were like brand new at this. And it was just this idea like because like we basically started doing gaming uh, cause like like I, I just put out a thing of like, hey, you want to put do like a kind of like, like a, basically like a political discussion channel. Uh, with Andrew, mm. uh, I put out like an, inv- an invite on Facebook, essentially, and Andrew and some other people responded, and that. But it kind of just devolved into like a like a no effort podcast for our first session because we were just kind of getting, we just kind of naturally had a bunch of conversation that we wanted to have, and some funny moments happened, and that's what we did at first, and that was sit and discuss. And then Andrew was my friend on Steam, and he he had he had this review of Amnesia: The Dark Descent that was like, play Amnesia, get insomnia. He's talking about it's like the most terrifying thing ever back then. And mm-hmm. I just had the thought, having never heard of a Let's Play before, I just had the thought of like, what if we were like recorded you playing that game? If it's so like, like that, like that might be like a funny video. <laughs> like, and I like invented yeah. the concept of PewDiePie in my head without that, without knowing about th- this kind of genre of anything. I remember the first time I looked up reactions for, for a game, it was insomnia yeah. specifically <clears throat> and people being scared that one video that went viral was like 10 minutes long of somebody just screaming a bunch and i yeah. thought they're making it up that is not that scary <laughs> yeah. and then i went and played the game and it was kind of scary but you know of course I, the video is yeah it's people shouting weird things and laughing like making weird screams yeah. like getting increasingly yeah. strange every time something scary happens and then like yeah, like the thing was, you would subtitle every moment too. Like that, like you'd always specifically oh, yeah, yeah, have, yeah, have pop up text, and part of the joke was specifically trying to spell out the weird sounds that were made and things like that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a whole genre. 
But yeah, so yeah. The, it, with those expectations, yeah, we like we <clears throat> we went we went and played a number Black Plague, and then Amnesia Justine. First one I played. And then, like, we tried playing Penumbra something else, and we just like deleted it. We're like, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't usable. I think Black Plague is the last one. And then the, I tried, I played Black Plague a little bit, and then I, I, I liked it enough that I was like, I'm going to play the first one and, and play through the whole thing. And then I played the first one, and I didn't finish it. I don't remember. I know it was like in the ice, and there were dogs, and I, ha- I was on top of boxes, and, and there were a lot of flares, and it was weird. <laughs> And a lot of letters and people being like, oh, these letters are so scary. And I'm like, yeah, well, okay. You know. I think my... So that's my that's my least favorite. My most favorite is probably PT. Just your most, your most favorite is PT. And the I, and you yeah, that is, the, thinking back it's, on it's interesting. it, there, there's a lot about that game that I think would have been amazing your opinion changed so much over time then because you were so mad you hated it i i hate it well so i hate i hate the i hate i still do hate the uh the 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 part where you have to yeah i hate the part where you have to like scream into your microphone to get things to happen specifically the part where like the like you keep playing the game for a while and stuff just keeps changing and you like experiment with ideas and interact with stuff and then new things change and happen and yeah, new scares happen and it keeps like evolving and going places and it feels like this crazy thing. That's but then great. it just then it just starts looping forever. And then you're yeah, like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, how do you end this? Like, what are we doing wrong? And then you start looking it up online and it's like a whole ARG where everyone's trying to figure it out, and it's like, oh Yeah. It's like a buzz machine. That, it's like uh, I, I just want it to be good. <laughs> That I don't like, but I love the I love the like increasingly less fun to be in this place. Oh yeah, the uh, fucking feeling. Fridge. Yeah, like oh yeah, like you go through you go through the hallway, you're like oh, all right, that was a moment, and you walk down the hallway, and you're like, what the fuck is that now? Why we got a fridge <laughs> in the hallway? <laughs> you know, like the the progression of like it's, it keeps getting worse, and then it gets to a point where you're like, oh, this feels kind of good. And then suddenly you're like moving in fast yeah. motion. The eyes have wall or yeah, the walls have like a, eyes. It's you're like, like a Pixies oh. album. You're like, what the fuck happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I just want to go home. It was also like distressingly photorealistic. It was like, so like beautiful Everyone always talks looking. about good graphics oh and whatnot, God. but like PT felt like a real place. PT like, felt too I think it's all real. Well, and I, I think it's I all think... down to the colors. And like also, seen, I, I think Del Toro it, I... being there was important because that's a real director who probably knows how real sets are made, and so he probably had, like, yeah. he probably was able to create a, uh, you know, like impart that vision. It's There's the like camera. That... Well, like but, the, the if you take photos with the, the house, DLSR, and, but the house or... felt lived in. Like it made sense where things were placed. Oh, yeah, that's, it, like, yeah, that's it, definitely set. Set yeah, building is definitely messes there. were real looking. The walls and the windows and the placements of those were real looking, and the fact that like. You know, there's there's little parts that uh, that all just come together, like the like looking over the stairs, like you see the upstairs area, and that's a normal. That was six years of, ago. Was and that's a normal amount of you know like creepiness to looking over there in the dark. Like if you've been in a sec a two story house and you look, you can see that rafter and you can see how dark it is. Like that's a normal feeling. Like there's so much of it that feels normal like you the front door area is normal feeling it has the counter where it has the phone and it has the keys you put in and it has like you know the door has a little window next to it on the side that you could look through to see who's at the door there's so much of it that feels too real to be a video game and then it starts having creepy things in it and you're like crap the realism and the creepy things 
combined to a creepy realistic uh sensation that i i just don't feel like video games want to have or horror video games don't want to have <laughs> like it's amnesia is good but amnesia feels like a cartoon it compared to pt yeah where you're like you go yeah you're like walking down a hallway and you're like wow everything feels cartoonish <clears throat> it's like uh it i don't know it's, it's in, in amnesia you never like you, you never like are forgetting it's a video game yeah yeah i am playing a horror video game and it will startle me i will run away from stuff and feel the tension of like oh god am i gonna make it yeah exactly pt felt like a didn't feel like a video game like it it didn't feel great uh because of that realism (laughs) that's a real rough experience you're like i do you think do you think it would hold up over a whole game though well i think that they would have had a more game scale idea yeah, I think there would have been because so in my head I was imagining they were going to do basically the same version. I of, mean, like, hey, Silent their, their Hill next the game is going to be a horror game, so we'll see. Which I I'm optimistic about. I just so yeah. my thing is if you could do I just Silent hope it's Hill not the like room, sixty hours long. <laughs> no, if you could do Silent Hill the room, <laughs> but with that level of quality, you would have yeah, you would and have without Hylene. That would be historical. That you you would never stop hearing people talking about that game. And since I forever. since I pl- since I finally played Silent Hill for the room this year, I was like, I, there were so many there were so many like PT moments in my head where yeah. I was like, oh my god, and 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 I knew they did a good job because when we played PT in 2014, both you and Joe were like, yeah, this this person should make a Silent Hill game because I specifically. Yeah, right? <laughs> I, I I tricked you guys because I I knew it was a Silent Hill playable tre- teaser, but I didn't tell you guys, and I and you guys hadn't ha- heard any press about it yet, and so I just launched yeah. up this game with no context, uh, and just and independent of that, you guys already were like, yeah, they, they should make a Silent Hill game, and it's like, and then Konami is the worst. Well, yep. I, it's it's more of just the. No, they're you know, the worst. They're the worst. I mean, I just want Kojima to make another horror game and then just like bring it out in cartridge form and just be like and hand it out. And he's like, I brought you a metaphor. Oh, no, just, that was I hate that line so much. But Silent Hill is all metaphor. It's oops, all metaphor. I know, but that's why you don't need to say it out loud. Why are I you mean, saying it? it's a metaphor? What is this? Silent, video. Silent Hill 7, anything, I brought you a, a metaphor. metaphor. What does the number mean? No one knows. How did they count Silent Hills and Lance decide this was the seventh one? Uh. <laughs> so what's your... Um, I, I'll, I'll, uh, st- I'm th- still thinking about my least favorite. What's your least favorite, Keith? God, there's so many bad ones. <laughs> I didn't play that many. We've played hey, so many bad ones. Probably Remothered. Remothered. I don't think I know that. Remothered was pretty trash. Alone in the Dark 2008 was pretty trash. Uh, there's just a lot of really bad ones, honestly. Uh, but yeah, we did a playthrough of Remothered, and that was that was pretty awful. Uh, I know. I know what my least favorite is. So go ahead. Sorry. I mean, no, unless you... That's <clears> it. <throat> I'm trying to remember how the game was. I just remember it being trash. Uh, <laughs> say you play as like a woman that looks identical, basically, to uh, the woman from Silence of the Lambs, like distractingly so. And 
you just kind of like wander around this building over and over again as like sometimes a monster chases you and it's like really convoluted and confusing like where you're supposed to be going half the time if I remember correctly because it's just a really big open area and it's just it was just mostly just like the whole game was a pain and its story I think was like aggressively stupid but its mechanics were also <laughs> like bad and annoying and the game just was a real bad time but there's there's plenty of bad ones like there's a gynophobia that was incredibly bad uh, alone in the dark 2008 obviously was like it was already a bad horror game, but then it got uh, it got even worse because like midway through, they just introduced an open world area out of nowhere. And then they're like, yeah, complete this open world area 100% in order to continue the story, basically. And it's like, why are you doing this to us? What, <laughs> why did you make this area? It doesn't, none of this, this is like the game just like stomped on the brakes and was just like, what if we just fucked it up more? And then they never thought, like, maybe we should delete this level. It doesn't have a purpose. There's a lot of bad stuff. Genophobia was just, like, vaguely about, like, women oh, are scary God. or something. We hate women. Was it's like so the bad. misogyny game. But it, did, it game. did nothing to explore any themes of any kind like there, there's no i mean it, like there's no nobody surprised though to be honest yeah like, like, like well i mean like there there is no like there, there, like it's a surreal location full of insane nonsense but it really just feels like a, a series of random assets thrown back to back like where you're hope you were kind of like you were kind of, i was kind of hoping that'd be like oh it's like silent hill but it's the personal hell of like a misogynist or something but like they didn't even go really that far uh and then you just fight, like, mm. Quaylag at the end. It's just a spider lady. And it's like, oh, it's a woman. It's like, yeah, some of the enemies were women. Some of them weren't. Uh, but none of it really had anything to say or went anywhere. It was just the most shallow, sad thing. For me, the my least favorite horror game is The Last of Us 2. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, since that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, my least favorite horror game is The Forest. It's like Minecraft, except it looks good and it tries to be horror, and it's it plays bad. It's bad. You it also might have heard of it because it, it also it, I don't think it looks good either. Yeah, I mean no, it, it doesn't look, look good. It's like yeah, what I mean looks good as in you know it tries to be like good graphics. Yeah, I I, I really hate the particular subsection of like indie PC games that are like first person shooter perspective and. They're like they're trying to be like faux AAA by having like too many effects on the screen, but they're but they're mostly just making the game really distracting and chuggy and awkward. And so it's like ah, there's That's like forced. let's have like mouse smoothing and motion blurring and lens flares and animus subtractive filtering <laughs> and uh, uh, chromatic aberration and like everything's just distracting and annoying. And I'm like oh. All of this and you can't see anything at night. That's the, that's the most important thing. Yeah, like all of Complete these all blindness. of these steps and filters just to layer onto what looks really generic. Other, but without that, and it's just uh, I wish I, I wish I there should, was style here. I should uh, I should talk about another game though, uh, just to add to the survival horror discussion that we were having before, or just name drop it. The Lo the Long Dark is a very very good survival game that has a little bit of horror, but not too much. And it's yeah, it's always recommended good. alongside uh, Subnautica. It, they're very different games, though. <laughs> very, very different games. But I'll yeah, believe. The, I, I, I didn't like The Forest at all. 
I mean, not to, not you know, not to put it on the same level as maybe Gynophobia or <clears throat> other games like that, but because uh, it's, I think it's done by people who care. But I didn't, feel, yeah. I didn't love it, but I also played it in in co op. So it's like a it was yeah. Like a, I don't a messy, think it works in co-op either. Yeah, it's like a messy, noisy experience, and you're like making progress too fast in certain directions and not fast enough in other directions. And I think we ultimately just like, I think we ultimately just kind of like found the ending somewhere <laughs> without any of the build up to what the story was. So we just kind of like we're randomly in the final building where, you, and we just fought our way through it and saw the ending, and we're like, huh. And it's like <laughs> make a choice between this and that, and I'm like, that's what the game was about. <laughs> I just was like eating birds out of the sky and knocking down trees with and my turtles. fists. Yeah, the birds just want to die. They just land right next to you, like come they, get me. You said you light a fire, they will just die next to you. Yeah, they will go right next to the fire. It's also a very buggy game. That's true, but I think it's still in early access. Let me look it up. Oh God, could it really? I feel like the game's been out since 2012. If it's still in, oh my God, I played. Uh, no, wait, I've played a game by Genophobia. It is not in early access anymore. Good for them. Oh my god, Witch Hunt. I remember this game. Overwhelmingly positive. All reviews, almost 200,000 reviews. Overwhelmingly positive? Damn. <laughs> for, so for that's, what game? that's how much of a hot take for the first. That's a take. I mean, the I know, again, guy apparently a lot of people can be wrong. Three more games. <laughs> not only has he made three more games, uh, most of which seem to be about like hunting in the woods but i've played one of them already because <laughs> it was like witch hunt it was like a it was like an 18th century game where you play have like flintlock pistols and that, that other garbage and you have to fight like witcher style monsters and it's like a big long stalking experience of build up and encountering the thing uh i remember thinking it was like a neat idea but then actually playing it i didn't really want to play any more of it and he's got a game coming out uh, next year called Skinwalker. That looks like just the next iteration of that. Like, it looks like there's a Leshen and some wolves and stuff. Skinwalker Hunt? Or just Skinwalker? Just, uh, Skinwalker Hunt. It's the fourth game by the guy that made Gynophobia. What, unfortunate, what an unfortunate place he started in. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It that feels is... like... Similar to what the forest is, although maybe not in terms of gameplay, like building and all that. You got a a circular menu for your backpack. Sort of stuff. Do not know. Reminds me that I've never played The Hunt still. Oh, The Hunt is fun. Yeah, people make a big deal about that game. But it also sounds like uh, a Hunt showdown. There it is. That uh, yeah. it sounds like it's a ton of build up to like a really abrupt failure in most probably in most runs, so it's probably uh, not very tryable. <laughs> like it feels, it sounds like you'd have to take like it's kind of like Rainbow Six Siege where you have to put like a lot of hours into like getting more, it down more before you can start having like a, a correct experience with it. If you play by yourself, it's definitely all games are like that. Even when you're experienced, uh, it's like. You need to be very stealthy. You need to be very careful. But if you have another person with you, um, then the game assumes a different... It's a it's different strategy, so the combats are a little bit more engaged. Um, yeah, it's definitely and, uh, an interesting idea. You need to be careful, though, because, you know, you die. <laughs> it's a, it's a, the teams are two people, right? 
uh, it can be one, two, or three. And when uh. it's three people, it's really complicated because there's a lot of three-people teams in the map. I mean, there's like four t- three-people teams in the map. Yeah. So whenever you're under fire, you're going to be under fire by three people or two at most, at least. Yeah. So, for, those, for those who don't know, Hunt Showdown is this interesting competitive first-person PvP game where, like, uh, you all are dropped into like this map that's like in the bayou or whatever. Like it's like swampy, foresty, crowded, complicated environment. Mm-hmm. And somewhere on that map is like basically like a monster from The Witcher or something. Like one of the creepy swampy swampy ones. Uh, like this, and this, everywhere on the map is many monsters. But yeah, the but big there's, a, monster there's is, a specific yeah. like boss monster somewhere, and mm-hmm. you're all competing to kill it first, essentially. But then also competing to like get out alive once you get the kill because all of the other people are trying to kill you either on the way in or the way out while trying to claim the trophy for themselves. Also, so the it's, monsters. yeah, so it's like part <laughs> fight the big monster and part like competitive like ghost recon <laughs> or there's, there's like these squads trying to take each other out in stealth. And so it's like, I think every. It's, uh... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. It's just it's just like every every element of it is like you trying not to have any tell that shows where you are or where you or where what's or like what your whereabouts are and what you're up to that would let you the enemies find you first and so it's it's all or or potentially laying bait and causing traps mm-hmm. and so on but like you just you try to so outwit fun, human enemies that are that are after you it's like such a cool idea but also could be so miserable potentially <laughs> it can it's, be very miserable but, but but mostly because it's very solitary game if you play by yourself like it's stealth you're you're in for like half an hour of being quiet yeah um and then when you see them you need to prepare the ambush if you're if they're alone then you can just wait for them to be stopping you headshot them it's one uh, of those things i want i've wanted to like get a group together yeah i i i really like <clears throat> excuse me i uh i have very good memories there's there's some um two or three people can have there's there's such interesting challenges that are because the thing uh, the thing is like if you play Counter Strike oh. and it, sorry Bumpy McSquiggums has four hundred hours in this game. Yeah, he plays that a lot. Holy He's the one that crap. introduced it to to me. Um, the thing is like when you play Counter Strike, you have five against five or whatever, and the the battles are always like this map and then it's these these areas, and it's all very predetermined. In this game, it's all so because the map is so big and. You have such su- such a diversity of tools available to you, and you have enemies on top of of just having your your opponents. That it, there's some situations that are it, everything is is very dynamic. You know what I mean? It's it, it's completely unpredictable. Like there's there was this one situation where we were defending. Um, we had killed an enemy, and uh, we had killed a uh, a boss, and we were defending the drop, and uh, we didn't pick up the drop. So what happens when a boss dies is you get like these little things that uh everybody can see on the map so the moment you do it everybody can see where you are through some thunder that comes down on you so we didn't pick that up and we knew there were two teams closing in on us uh and uh, for a long time we were just taking shots at them because they were coming and i was using like these little decoys to pretend that i was elsewhere on the map i was throwing them like 20 meters across and uh, and the enemies, uh, the 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 other players were just like obviously disoriented from that. They think they thought I was there, and then I'm just. And then when you're playing with other people, you die, but you, your companions can bring you back up, uh, up to three times usually. And uh, so there's so you, you know there's a lot of back all. and forth. Yeah, 
And the thing is, if you're down and if there's if your body's on fire, then that's bad because <laughs> you, that's really bad. Shit's on fire. So there's, yeah, there's a lot because you you can, you may you may be dead for good. Um, but yeah, there's all these dynamics. It's a really interesting game, but it can be frustrating, obviously, depending on what you like to, to play. We should do it sometime if you are yeah. up for it. Yeah. Uh... Might have to be like after the Among Us group stuff dies down or something, or who knows when we've mm-hmm. like fit into the schedule somewhere. But uh, it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you and Bumpy already have it. Uh, Effie already has it. Uh, it's yeah. usually pretty easy to get Andrew to get something <laughs> if it's going to yeah. be like a thing. <laughs> so we'll, we'll probably have we'll probably have like a group for it potentially. So Don't might... forget that you can't play like it's three mo- maximum. So yeah, like you can't choose to play against. Yeah, who you play against potentially you know? be like a rotating cast, depending yeah. on who's around. Uh, but no, we could always use other options. It just we just need there's just, there seems to be the interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing in the multiplayer group is part of why we default back to for a long time. We always would default back to Overwatch was just because there just was not like enough collective interest in like particularly playing other games within the group and mm-hmm. i was like i don't know let's play the game everyone owns i guess uh <laughs> yeah because <clears throat> yeah part of me also was like hey let's uh let's finish up the halo 4 campaign but then also play more halo multiplayer uh because we haven't quite done enough of that and like like i only have one episode of halo forge where you play the custom stuff so it'd be nice to do more of that but also like uh every now and then you want to do more jackbox but also like Hey, when are we gonna do our next pummel party or root? <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot to juggle. Mm, uh, to decide yeah. how often stuff should stay in rotation. If uh, if you want to just base it on uh, on bird, I mean we're still doing a podcast, but yeah, if you want to base it on bird to when we do root, just uh, yeah. I think for me it's okay. I don't know about Andrew, obviously, or you, but still. yeah, because I think bird is the one that has the most difficulty finding time. Oh yeah. Being Mister Hotshot from big companies. Yep, just got to make our calls about what what to play at any given time, and also, yeah, like uh, when people when other people show up, I don't I don't want to exclude them, but every additional person that shows up restricts what we can do after a certain point, both because of uh, mm-hmm. player counts and also just people only own certain games, and only some people yeah. within the group can just like buy games on a whim for to do stuff. So it's just there's all these different things going on. Yeah. Yep. Things get complicated fast. Very. Always. Consistently. Forever. Yep. Forever. <laughs> That's right, true. Well, that was more or less the answer to that question. We did it. Yeah, we did it. In under we 30 minutes. Question, Look at us. And it's, like exactly th- it's exactly like three hours in. I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. So am My I. Food, everybody. I'm hungry. We just got like, here. We should, ra- no, we, should, we, should, we should wrap this up. <laughs> you order food mm-hmm. here? Yeah. That was uh, that was what just that what arrived. Was? Uh, yep. <laughs> that's uh-huh. why you were. That's why you were aiming for three hours. It's exactly. Like, oh, I have leftovers from yesterday. I can eat, I can be eating in like two minutes. <laughs> I just realized, like, because I ordered from I ordered from this pot sticker place. I had like a combination plate and pot stickers, but then the pot stickers alone were like enough that I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> so I have like an entire <laughs> leftover plate. Yes. Oh, tonight's easy. Mm-hmm. Good night, everybody. <laughs> send your questions Bye. into send your questions into dialogue choices podcast at gmail.com. Spelled the same way as the title of the podcast. 
And maybe we'll answer it late. We'll definitely answer it. <laughs> I keep meaning Just to late. have like I keep meaning to have like burst episodes where we get to the questions, but Oftentimes, like, the opening topic just quickly snowballs until it's like, oh, God, it's so late. Is there really time for a question? <laughs> yeah, we need to just commit to do one per, per episode. At least we're not going to be falling back. All right. See you guys next time. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.